This is Seesaw Brad, formerly known as Salty Brad. You're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Nar Mr. R, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude You Thought I Was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican. Ernesto, Captain Culo, Mr. Coates, uh, do you look also the poppy with the dad body? Pull it together. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> You're fucking 15 <laughs> seconds in. This is going to be a phenomenal show. <laughs> it's good. I can't wait. The brown man from the Yacht Club, uh, the Omade, the Hunter, the Habitual Line Crosser, the Honey Badger. Um, the Baby Whisperer. The Baby Whisperer. <laughs> the Taxu Poppy. And uh, we're not going to do uh, Pop Culture Poppy, but like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to season four. Of up in the mix, coming to you hot from the, directly from the honeycomb hideout. Directly from the honeycomb. We have a great episode for you, mm. I'm sure. Uh, we've got some special guests, but before we get to them, Caesar, mm. how have you been? I've been good, you know. Saving up for a house, doing shit for the family, trying my best, you know. That's it, and like... You know, working with uh, Neon Babylon and doing all kinds of things. You know, making exercise hustles. <laughs> it's been good. Nice. How's How's your summer? Your summer's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like we talked last time, uh, school started. So it's been a wild ass three weeks. First two weeks of school, the week back. So much has happened and taken place. It's been crazy. I'm pretty exhausted. This is the first week off. Weekend of nothing. Since like the middle of July, beginning of July, so uh, yeah, cause yeah, because you, you even taught a podcast, you know. Yeah, we had that podcast we did a couple weeks ago where we talked about our summers. Yeah, but then you even taught a podcast like um, at summer school. Yes, we talked about it last episode. Mm-hmm. But the people need to know <laughs> because, like, they probably don't listen every episode. But uh, this week we have two special guests. Joining us, returning guests. Although I don't know if Felicia really talked last time, but we have Anthony from Neon Babylon and Felicia from The Plants Are All Right, etc., etc., etc. For all the other things you guys got going on, all kinds on. of AKAs, all yeah. kinds of business moves. So welcome back to Up of the Mix. Thank you, thank, thank you. you, thank you. How have you, how how was your guys' Saturday? I it heard was it was good. busy. It was busy. Was super busy. Yeah. Today was a big day for me. So. I had a photo shoot. We had 10 models. Um, it's for a brand that I've been brewing for the last several years. Um, <laughs> so I finally executed. Um, so it's been a long time coming. So that was my Saturday morning, and it was great. It was really fun. Yeah, it was phenomenal to see that all come together. I was really proud of her. Yeah. Even on the Internet, I was very happy. So ex- explain a little bit more about it. So I had this idea from a picture that 
I happened to come across in a family album. And it's a picture of me and my mom holding up crew necks. And on the crew neck, I was like four or three. And my mom, I don't know how old she was, but it was 1992. And it was Christmas. And there's a picture of us holding up these crew necks, the one that I'm wearing now. And it said, Filipina dream girl. And I asked my dad, I said, well, where'd you get, where'd you get this crew neck? Like, how'd you come up with the idea? Because he had it made at the Park Lane Mall. And he told me it was that. It a custom. Yes. He, like, went to the Park Lane Mall. And he, I think he found the title in, like, a Filipino show, maybe TFC. My dad's, like, loyal to my mom and her TFC. <laughs> That's good. And so and there must have been a show at the time that said Filipina Dream Girl. So 1992, he drove himself to the Park Lane Mall, which is no longer here. And he got those two kunics made. How crazy is Park Lane Mall been a part of, like, everyone's history? Like, either with, like, Halloween or anything. I know. Like I actually yeah. remember, I think there's a Montgomery Wards there. I think yeah. that's oh, Montgomery. You know? a, there was a Godshock. Oh, maybe Godshock. it was Godshock. I don't it was know. Godshock, Montgomery Wars was like downtown, I think. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I remember doing like a little Easter parade there too. Yeah. My yeah. mom dressed me up <laughs> and I wore like this cute little dress when I was four years old and I paraded around like the mall <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> I, don't, I never really went in the Park Lane Mall. Really? I didn't, it was, I didn't grow up here, you know, so. There wasn't I, a lot going on. I can't on. picture it. There I can't picture inside, it in my But head. there was a lot outside. Like, the food, like, was good outside of the Parkland Mall. Not seriously anything in the Parkland Mall, but outside it was, like, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it was always, like, kind of a place to kick it. Like, if you were, like, movie hopping and shit like yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the movie theaters. Because Parkland Theater was there. You literally just go in the mall. So the theater quick. was there at the same time as yep. the mm-hmm. yes. mall? No, yeah. I mean, no, it's been there for a very long time. Yeah. I can't. Oh, this is so hazy because I never, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I I could go. I went to Meadowood Mall, but I don't remember going to Park Lane, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really like a like a destination. You yeah. just kind of happened to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't really go out. to Park Lane for much. What, what stores were in there in the 90s? Mervyn's. Oh gosh, yeah, Mervyn's. <laughs> no place I was shopping. Yeah, like Mervyn's, like some uh, hip hop people who they to did put have in their like cars. those yeah. photo booths. Not a photo booth, like a photo studio with like those '90s backdrops, and you go with your friends and you pose. Okay, so <laughs> like a like an old school. Series. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember I did that with a couple of my friends. I don't know. I just I remember when I got older, it was just really really empty. But yeah, you just happened to go there because you just wanted to be out with your friends mm-hmm. when you're. 15 now, years old. No, and as I think about it now, getting older, like the hardwood floors, the trees, like if they still kept it alive. Hardwood floors? Yeah, yeah they did. No, they had no. plants in there too. Yeah, and they had plants. Like it would have been tight if they like kept. I have no memory of yeah, that. No. <laughs> if they would have kept it alive, it would have been dope now. Right. But like obviously yeah, like, cool. like they didn't, but like hardwood floors uh like plants all over yeah you know it was like little is it like uh it was it kind of like the the mall across the street used to be from it or they where they just redid like kind of sprouts in there and there's plants oh yeah yeah that old school oh yeah there was that place too yeah i do remember that place do you you remember the mall like you know where shields is at now or was the old school yeah 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 yeah, the outlet mall yeah yeah so it was kind of like the same thing like maybe that's why we never went there yeah we used to go to the outlet malls yeah but like time. very old school very like you know like a and there was a lot of plants. Sparks. yeah yeah there we was were, a mervin's yeah. Right. We were driving to Mer- like yeah Damn. we did like 
School shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Mervin's. Hell yeah. We were yeah. driving all the way to all the way to Reno yeah. to Mervin's. We were right there. Damn yeah. memories. No, but it's it's crazy if it like it's still kept. It would have been fantastic today. Yeah. I know. That would have been mm. really cool. I probably would have done the photo shoot there. Oh, that would have been hard. Yeah. No, so. because so, it, let's get back to your brand. <laughs> <laughs> we digress all so, the time. So so anyway, so that's kind of sparked the idea and so I, I came across the name Steza and it's derived from the word Mestiza. I made it up, so it doesn't actually have a definition, but Mestiza is like myth, mixed ethnicities. Um, so in my mom's culture, that's basically what it is, like you're Filipino and then something else. Um, but I think it's a pretty known word amongst other cultures as well. So I just took the end piece and I was like, ah, Steza would be a really cool brand. Um, and so several years later, I've been thinking about it for so long about what I wanted to do, like my execution. And I had a different vision to originally start, but then I saw that picture and I was like, no, this is where I have to start my story. And so that's, that's how today came about. So and there yeah. were 10 of you all there in was matching 10 of us, Yeah. So all matching sweatshirts. Yeah. There's a little bit of a logo pop on the mm. sleeve. Um, and what I did is obviously we have masterpiece studio together. And so I put a little, Hey, I'm looking for models, <laughs> you know, Filipino, Filipino mixed. And people actually responded. So I had, I think, 12 girls respond. Uh, two I have to uh, do a separate shoot for. But all 10 of them showed up today, and two of them brought their daughters. So it was really, really cool. cool. That's tight. Yeah. No, I can't look, to see this. It looks so great on the internet. And I was just like, everyone just coming Yeah, I'm like, there's got to be a story mm. behind this picture. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool, honestly, because they didn't know me. You know what I mean? I didn't really know them. And they literally showed up. I, which I totally was blown away that everybody came, everybody was ready to go. And, and I think that's what it was. Cause initially I, I sent them an email, like I did it very formally. I sent them an email. I told them the story, the, the meeting behind the Filipina dream girl crew neck. And they were like, Oh my God, I love the story. I, I was going to say, that's, I want to be a part that's of That's why it. they were part of it. Like they <laughs> exactly. heard the story and they were in, you yeah. obviously touched something with and them. And some, some of them too were like, man, when you said Park Lane mall, <laughs> they're like, that that's touched it. some heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very exciting to kind of see this come to fruition because, again, I've had the idea and it hasn't left me. So I'm like, I think, I think it's time. No, and that's good that everyone comes together like Voltron. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like doesn't matter where you know, kids, no kids, like blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But like everyone comes together and forms a very awesome community. And yeah. when yeah. I saw it on the internet, I was like, Yo, Parkland Mall. That's what it reminds me of. Let's <laughs> do Yeah. So that 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 gonna start my campaign that's what 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 today was about (laughs) cool yeah nice um so it's been almost two years since you guys been on you were first on the show wow two years it's two years in human time but like (laughs) in not in real in the space-time continuum it's been like four yes it was back in like fall 2019 like Mm -hmm. i think october 2019 oh wow yeah is that the old crib yeah. yeah, yeah. He was really excited too. <coughs> you were. Let he was super was excited. excited. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I've been wanting to be on this podcast, or because I know he's listened to you guys." Yeah, no. And so when it, I, you guys invited him, he was kind of was, stoked about <laughs> it. Well, look, how, look at how far we've come since then. Yeah, oh the, wife, the wife put you on blast. Right? Yo, right, super. It's Good okay. It's Caesar, right. I was just going to move past it. And then you had <laughs> I have to put it out what I see. You know? Bong, bong, bong. Yeah, this this was, uh, you guys are my, actual, my, my first podcast I had ever been on. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I went like on a little mini podcast tour. <laughs> and yeah. 
Now look how hot in the streets you yeah. are. <laughs> Selling out fucking shows and shit. Still, who the best though? Who the best though? You know what I'm saying? I'll so, give it up to you. I'll so yeah, you. so when we talked to you last, like Neon Babylon was kind of uh, in its infancy stages. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like yeah. explain, like Masterpiece wasn't even, you didn't even talk about that really. Yeah, I remember talking to you guys after the show, just saying like, yo, we have something coming. And it was funny too because that was my 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 really my second time having a conversation with caesar and my first time uh meeting sean and i left in my head i was like they probably think i'm full of shit <laughs> like <laughs> but you know i remember saying like okay we got this thing that we're trying to do like it's not a store it's a creative space and blah 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 um and yeah and you know luckily all of those things came to fruition yeah talk about uh like well, let's first talk about how the the brand yeah. took off, like, like a little, in the middle of like the, <laughs> the pandemic. pandemic. A little step by step, not necessarily like an exact one, but just a little bit. For Neon Babylon, <laughs> yeah, or masterpiece. Oh, Neon like, Babylon started in Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when 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 I was first on uh, the show, uh, we were had started, I think in january of that year so like i said still very much in its infancy uh but uh during 2020 um i i honestly don't know what happened i think i was on furlough i think the rest of the world had to sit down for a moment and um i was really really motivated because i didn't have anything else to do i like it was literally wake up the next day and it was like what project are we working on? Time didn't exist for me. It was literally project to project. And so I got a chance to really just stay home, be dead, and create. And so I think that energy was kind of felt because I didn't have any other distractions. You know what I mean? And so um, along with the brand kind of... I mean, the groundwork had been laid. Like, you had yeah. the website, you had the concept, you had so here, you had merchandise before all this started. Here's The, the funny part about that, though, is... Um, when the studio had opened up, uh, people didn't know what it was, of course. They thought it was like a storefront for Neon. They didn't know much about it, and I purposely kept everything under wraps. Um, And so people just weren't kind of aware. And so people were coming up to me and and saying, like, man, like, what you're doing now, like, you're kind of killing it, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I was like, on my ego shit, I was like, bro, I've been killing it. What you talking about, right? <laughs> and so, and they were like, no. And they were like, no, like, we really wanted to support you and get behind you. But it felt like you took a little hiatus. And I didn't understand it. And so I had to look back at my Instagram. And I went from November of 2019, I did a drop. And then I didn't do another drop until May of 2020. So literally six months had gone by and I didn't do anything. Mm. Had no idea. I didn't even like realize what was happening. Like there was more personal stuff going on. Um, so the brand almost died. It almost died that year. I think shortly after I did <laughs> guys' <laughs> podcast. You know what I mean? Um, for you know a multitude of reasons. Um, but yeah, like I think there was just a resurgence in 2020, and thankfully a lot of that came from you know my wife here. Uh, basically kind of forcing me to get back into gear because I almost gave all of it up. Yeah, he did. And I was really pissed off at him because it was a really, I, I I knew how much it meant to him. And I think we were just very stressed at that time, obviously, because he wasn't working and 
the night ended. I up, mean, it was twenty. Like everyone, yeah, you know, everything, like no one knew what was, was going to happen in two months. Shit was fucked up. Everybody yeah. was so unexpectedly just confused, and you know, some a lot of negative experiences kind of occurred all at once. Um, and I think that on top of having the expense of trying to, you know, start your brand because with clothing, right? There's a lot of overhead typically mm, yeah. so it's Up like where are you gonna you know get your money to make shirts or even with the studio because we were paying for it long before we actually opened it so it's like well what are we gonna do all, with all these extra costs and i'm like no it's a good idea like let's just buckle down and that's when we started to work on the studio and then it took off from there yeah and the, the so. studio i i really think was a huge part of the brand's uh success in 2020 uh, mainly because I'm 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 old. I'm 36, you know. Mm -hmm. So I come from <laughs> I come from the era of like you had a location, you had a store, you had something, a brick and you had a place where people could go visit, congregate and and, meet. and, and experience your brand. Yeah. You know, you can you know congregate exactly what you just said. And so the fact that we had created a space that people didn't know anything about, but they were very curious because they would see little design things here and there, books or carpets or accessories or whatever and so when they come in and they see it and then it, it the brand was a no-brainer after that it was like i love talking to you guys i love you know what the space looks like it reminds me of being somewhere else i get transported to la or new york or asia and so it was like i gotta buy something from you right now and i think truly without having the studio the brand doesn't have the, mm -hmm. the success it has in 2020 Truly, I mean, just following you on Instagram, it was, it was just cool. Like you just saw yeah. like glimpses of what was going on, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, like, like you said, I we had talked to you, and like yeah. I kind of knew what you were doing, but I still was like, so can you just come by anytime? Like just chilling there, <laughs> like no, especially with everyone, all the behind the scenes stuff. You yeah. know, and it's just like, oh, a little glimpse of what's. I was like, going you know, like, are them. you here all day, and people just come through and like mm. kick it, or and and you know, it, what was funny is that was such a such a cool, raw, like energetic time because the, like the the world was falling apart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying through social matters, through health matters, whatever. 2020 was was fucked up. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no way else, mm. you know, simpler way to put it. Um, but I think we created something that people were uh, got a chance to be distracted a little bit, uh, and I really think it helped, especially in a community that when you do something cool, people here they do appreciate it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't they don't take it for granted, uh, well, especially not at first. Like you know what I mean? But you know we we didn't have business hours. Um, people would ask like, hey, I'm I'm you know I'm up the street, I'm downtown, and I would say, do you have an appointment? No. Well, you can't come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just doing little things like that. And it, it was like, it wasn't because I was trying to be a jerk or we were trying to be jerks, but like I was probably in there talking to Caesar or talking to you or talking to other creatives. And it's like, we wanted to create a space where creatives can come and just be. They weren't shopkeepers. They were just talking amongst their peers. And I never wanted those conversations to be interrupted. And so we instituted the whole, we're not a store. We don't have hours. You have to make an appointment or you have to be invited. And because of that, I think added to the mystique of the studio, uh, I would hear like ridiculous things when people would finally come into the studio. Like people would be like afraid to take pictures. <laughs> and I'd be like, 
you can take pictures. And it was like, oh, somebody told us that you can't take for, like photography in here or something <laughs> like that. And then I had people coming in. They were like making up rumors about the studio, like just making your spaces. People were like, yo, how do I get an invite? Like, what do I got to do to get in there? And it was like, I would sit back and I'll talk to Lisa. I'm like, yo, look at this shit. Like, look at what we created. And I thought it was so beautiful because it was just literally it just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It built up its own mystique. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just like sometimes like people are like, oh, no. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's that mystique of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But that truly, like hands down, mm-hmm. helped catapult the success of the brand and in turn gave me more energy and motivation to just keep dropping stuff mm-hmm. because after I had that conversation with a good friend of mine that was like, you went six months without dropping something, I said, I'm never going one month without <laughs> dropping yeah. something again. And so literally, if you look back at my Instagram from May, even with all of, even up to this year, I've dropped something every month. And some months I was dropping things like every week. Uh, I was told to even like slow down. You know, there was like people were saying, I am afraid to buy something because the next thing you come out with, I, I know it's going to be better than be what hotter. you came out with after. Hotter, yeah. And so it was like, you have to relax. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, step on the gas more. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just, I'm going to do me arigato. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, but it was, it was, it was such a beautiful thing just to see the support from people that didn't know us. Like, yeah. you know, I like to say like, our friends are our worst customers. <laughs> like everybody that supports everything that me and my wife do, like it's it's all organic. Like we didn't meet all these people, mm-hmm. including you guys, up until 2019, 2020. Like we didn't grow up with these people. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but it, that's that's the beauty of it, though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. And so, no, and like beauty gone as a culture. Yeah, because we always like this same stuff even mm-hmm. though some stuff we might not like feel the same about mm-hmm. but at the reno's catching up yeah. though yeah. so where like yeah reno's you, catch up your your the your vision is is met its time and place like yeah. no absolutely and that's what i love the most is i i loved having a space where it caught people like you guys by surprise of like oh holy shit like there's some place we can go that like is authentic <laughs> like you know what i mean and yeah. you know like i've had people come in there and honestly question some of the things that they've seen because they've never seen it in reno and like i was like man are you should i be like upset that you're questioning <laughs> me like you know what i mean but like i had to take a step back and it was like they've never they've only seen the stuff on the internet you know what i mean they've only met people like this in chat rooms and stuff like you know what i'm saying and like they don't get to hang out and see these things happen in real time. And damn sure you don't see this stuff in Reno. You yeah, know what I no, mean? And no. so. Um, and even if there are other brands similar, they st- I still don't think they get the experience. Because since we've had the studio, everything is done by appointment. And so how often do you go pick up something or go to a retail place? Retail. We're not retail. <laughs> but go to a place to pick up an item that you purchase but then end up having a conversation. It's like a personalized experience. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that was one of our biggest compliments. Um, And he's done most of the talking for the studio, but it's just having that personalized experience and being treated like an actual human. Like, yes, you bought something. Thank you. But let's get to know each other. Mm -hmm. But Um, I mean, it's like if you're, especially if you're into that, if this, this clothing culture and like fashion, if you're going to buy something, 
and 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 you can you know who you're supporting and it's going to be a, a lot of money it has so much more meaning mm-hmm. and value right. you're creating value like when you you're buying that neon babylon shirt or the jacket or the hat or whatever you're you know the story you know like what goes into it and what it means so when you're wearing that like you take that value with yeah. you mm-hmm. uh, and can yeah. i tell you one of one of the greatest things that would happen in the studio is when I would have conversations with people and I would tell them what Neon Babylon meant, like you just see the light bulbs going off in their head and it was like, holy shit, like mm-hmm. <laughs> it means Reno? And I'm yeah, like, man. yeah. And and it was it was funny to me. That's when I also knew that people don't like to read because everything I would tell them, I put on my website. It's on your fucking <laughs> website. It's on my website. I like yeah. everything I, I was telling them. I before we interviewed you <laughs> yeah. like the first time. I right. the website. Yeah. I was like, I had no idea when, when you were telling us the story. I'm like, I didn't know about that story. Yeah. yeah. And so it's more it, people about, don't read it. Yeah. It's more about than just the face value. Absolutely. It, it's it's more of a culture. And like that's what we all try to, all four of us in this room. Yeah. We, we try to push every day, all day, every day. Yeah. It's more about just the face value. It's about culture, mm-hmm. you know. It's and about like what the beginning product to the end product. It's gonna be here in town. Doesn't matter. We're gonna do it. Hey, but stop calling me local though. Like, I appreciate it, <laughs> but I I feel like you don't want limits. Exactly. You know, like I I, tru- I truly appreciate people supporting the brand, and I'm, I always subscribe to. I had a conversation with a friend of ours earlier today actually about this it's like don't just buy our shit because we're local you know what i mean Mm -hmm. buy it because you actually appreciate it um and don't always put that stamp on it right because if you say oh this is my favorite local brand yeah what if you move Mm -hmm. right you know what i'm saying so will neon babylon stop being your favorite brand because you moved to hell no to to miami like you know what i'm saying But like you've created it to now where it's like it's like cool it's represent it's they want to wear it to represent where they're from yeah outside of where they're from because they know like it it gives you pride like it gives these people pride like there's cool dope shit in reno yeah, and I want to like, sh- yeah. like show, like, yeah, like yeah. you should fucking get this. Like, this is better than your fucking generic Brooklyn or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but you'd also want to encapsulate it in like your local region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, it's the same way with us. Like, then, yes. people are like, "Oh, you're local." I'm like, "Yeah, we like most of the people we interview are local, but not everyone." And like, yeah, we don't limit it to that. But like at the same time. Like, if you listen to Jesus and Mero, they spend a lot of time talking about the Bronx. And, like, New York mm-hmm. and all But, like, it's because that experience is relatable to everyone else. And, like, right. what we're talking about, the experience, what you're creating, even though, yes, it represents Reno, it's to the point where, like, anyone in the culture can recognize it and relate to it. Absolutely. And, and to your point, like, you wouldn't call Jesus and Mero a New York show. No. No. They're just... It's from a New show. It's a sh- They're just from New it's York. It's a show and they, and with they two make guys great from content. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that everyone in we, Reno should aspire to. Absolutely. And that's that's we'd have those conversations too. And you know, I would ask kids to, when they come in, and they would ask for advice. And you know, I would give them like step by step stuff. And Felicia was like, "You have to stop doing that," because she's like, "If you do that, <laughs> <You're right>. it <laughs> it becomes it like, be whoa, like whoa. everything that everything that they're doing is your vision." Mm-hmm. She's like. You have to start giving, like stepping back and just trying to be supportive without telling them everything because they will eat it up and do that. I've had people come in 
like the the studio and be like yo check out my designs and it would literally be a rip off of my design and i'm like what what like it, what am it, i supposed to do it now? wasn't even so much that though but i i feel like if you're asking for advice on your design then it's no longer truly your vision right because if if he tries to give his opinion about Steezen, tries to add these different things, and I start changing it and tailoring it to his eye, then I feel like that's no longer your vision. Mm -hmm. And so when people are coming in and asking for advice, it's good to kind of support them, but still not really tell them exactly what to it's do. It's art. Yes. And art should be a reflection of you. If exactly. Right. Like, you don't ask permission. It's so funny. I was watching this. Uh, Talib Kweli was interviewing Jeff Ross. And he was talking about this famous roast where Jamie Foxx roasted this fucking dude. Oh, God. you seen uh, oh, Emmett Smith, seen the Emmett Smith yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Talib Kweli asked him about that. And he was like, yeah, like, I was the only white guy when Shaq told me, and I asked him not to book any other white dude. <laughs> and he's like, when I met Shaq, I was like, hey, like, I'm going in. Like, I've got some shit here. Like, is it, you know, is it cool? You know, is this going to be cool? And Shaq told him, he's like, no one's ever told me to hold back on the basketball court. I would never ask you to hold back on the stage. Oh. And that's and that's what it is. Like when you're when what you're doing is an art, you, you just go right. out there right. and you right. be you to the fullest. And you don't you know you don't ask permission. Yeah. And you do, definitely don't ask for approval. So I think that's a good that's good advice you got to give those yeah. people because yeah. it's like it's okay to get inspired, you know, because realistically. I don't think anything is truly original. You you grab your inspiration. We from all steal something. from everybody, right? But mm -hmm. as long as it's your vision and your idea that you're putting your energy into, you know that's your vision. So when you start asking for perspectives and opinions, then each alteration that you make to your your vision slowly starts to be more of someone else's than your own. Um, so I think when you are a creative, whether it's in fashion or art or music. You know, trust your instincts first, right? Because I think it's trial and error. And you're really not going to know yourself as a, as a true creative if you're continually asking mm. for advice or validation from somebody validation, else. Validation, yeah. You don't, mm -hmm. need, like, yeah. you don't need that validation. And I always tell people, like, the, cre the word creative is very broad. Everyone's an artist, you know? Either we're, like, they pick up something from somebody else or anything like that, like... You're an artist. Mm -hmm. Creative is like, it's just like now, it's just like a new word that people like like to use all the time. But like, no, everyone's an artist. Right. Everyone is like making, pulling stuff from the sky and pulling stuff from what everyone pitches to them and making something new. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like. But the big difference is execution. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're, so we're all, we're all, we're all pulling from the same references even brands that people think are original you just don't get the reference yeah. like, you know what i'm saying <laughs> like we're all looking at the same stuff but a lot of it just depends on execution and to you know once felicia had given me that jewel that was my advice going forward was make sure your execution is on point whatever you decide to do make sure your execution is on point and think about what you want to be to what to what you were saying, Sean. It's like, do you want to be the best in Reno? Or you want to be the best in the world. You mm -hmm. mm -hmm. make that choice. And I, and I think choice. that's where. Aim high. Like best in Reno's on the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, we're seeing like, you know, our friends who are musicians, they're on tour right now. And like, oh, wow. 
you know, they started throwing their own shows mm-hmm. in Reno at their own spot, and then grew to a bigger spot, yeah. grew to a bigger spot, started doing anywhere they could, and now they're like opening for Rakim when he comes to Reno. That's crazy. And then, wow. you know, they're playing all over the Bay Area and yeah. California. It's like, that's how it starts. It's a step-by-step process, but you got to just keep keep at it. Like, yeah. be hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Consistent. Because I think... I think after so many, sometimes when you fail, right, you kind of, um, it stops you from progressing. And so when you are involved in anything creative or art or whatever you do, even if it's just regular career, um, nine to five stuff, if you, if you allow those failures to uh, like hinder your progression, then you're never going to, I think, reach your, your peak as, as a visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's just no. There's a lot to say yeah. about. Well, and you guys about, are on the same page. You guys yeah. are like this the power couple up here, yeah. pushing each other like both yeah. hella ambitious, pushing each other. Like talk about the plants are all right. How mm-hmm. that came about and oh, it came about because of him. No, so I mean realistically, so we had our space masterpiece studio, and he kind of just told me the look that he was going for. So I took what he wanted to do and tried to do my own type of interior design. But he introduced me to Bodega Rose and she, she does the, the basketball planters. And I don't know if she was the first one to ever do them, but she was definitely popularized uh, or she popular popularized that type of style planter. And our studio had a lot of white and we wanted to keep it really clean. So instead of just doing the regular basketballs, originally I was going to buy one from her, but I was like, damn, I, I can't really spend that right now. I could do my It's own. not the time. Um, so I actually did it myself because I'm a very, I'm very much a DIY person. I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. So I bought some basketballs and I'm like, you know what? The orange is cool, but our studio's white. We want to keep it clean. So I started painting the basketballs. And then I don't know where the moss came in. So then I just started, I started mossing because I wanted, I wanted it to be different. You know, again, I, my inspiration, Bodega Rose, but I still wanted it to be mine. So I started painting them and adding the, the preserved moss. And that's what I put into the check mark. And that's how that came about. And honestly, I never thought about selling it because I just did it for the studio. But a lot of people would ask when they came into the studio and say, hey, are you selling those? And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, but I can. Um, so I actually. I mean, I still want one. <laughs> I know I messaged you. Like, I actually, I'm picturing it. I actually right there. I wanted to do with the fucking light on a Wu Tang one, and I wanted to do it for the show last week, but I didn't get to it. Um, so maybe that can be something for you. But the that first time I sold the basketball planters was because of Holland. They did their online. The, oh, like the, uh, the holiday day. show? Yes, the yeah. holiday show, the market. And so put my planners on there. I did my original, which is just the original orange with all moss details. And then the clean white with the moss check. And I sold a lot. A lot. When <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very excited about because I just couldn't believe that people wanted to buy literally my art, you know, so. No, it's good because it's like something that starts from nothing. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's Usually from yeah. him. And he's very much... <laughs> You know, he he really has his eye for his own style and how he wants things to look. I just kind of execute it for him. Yeah. 
I'm like, give me all your your ideas, and I kind of rein them mm-hmm. in, and then I put them and all. I, I think that's why I'm such mm-hmm. a stickler for execution is I know these things are possible. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, like when people come in, when they would see the studio, the the first one, Sweet 370, and now Sweet mm-hmm. 340, and they're like, yo, you killed it. And I'm like, no, my wife did. You know, like no. I picked some of these pieces out, but – I didn't do anything else after True that. True collaboration. You know what I mean? And so it's like yeah. re- it's like recognizing each other's strengths. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To where it's like she trusts me that I'm going to pick good pieces that are going to work. And then when they come in, I unbox them and I leave the room. Yeah. I don't do anything else after yeah. that. But it's I'm about not, I'm executing. I'm not very fun to work with. <laughs> yeah. Like when I start working with my friends or, or anything, I always give them a warning. I'm like, you're about to see me get really busy <laughs> now. You know. So any usually any project I end up taking on my own, which also isn't good, <laughs> but I just get really particular and I know mm. that annoys a lot of people. No, but, but it comes out it comes out great every over time. Over and over though. again. But even the studio now, since we've moved into the new studio, still not finished but that's my fault but like <laughs> maybe it's that's just the way it's, it's always changing slight like it's always improving and changing mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. it's never finished yeah i kind of felt no. like that was the cool thing about the first one was like yeah you guys are always working on something but like every time you went in there it looked it's had the same different. vibe but like it looked different or was set up kind of, so it was it, the space was always changing and yeah. i thought that was that was cool too it yeah. doesn't think, get stagnant yeah, yeah i think that has a lot to do with just how i see things because it's almost like once I complete something, I have like a moment of satisfaction, and then shortly after What's I'm next? like, "Oh no, this, is, yeah. What's this next? is not right. No. I need to do something else." Because even working with Anthony a lot, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, "A lot of this is the wife," you know. Yeah. He, Thanks for always calling me out, though. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no, and it's good because like same same thing with me and my lady, we lay a little bit down, and the wife picks up. And like makes it awesome, you know, mm-hmm. and like same thing, same thing with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't don't come to me with shoddy uh, execution because I have no sympathy <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah, no we, sympathy. We, Would you we, come to me? I'd be uh, like, got high you, standards in this you household. You know, you know that could have been better. Yeah, you we, know we lay a little better. bit. The wife takes over and makes it yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and that's how we are all the time. You know, salute to you, team money. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's gonna get to stay out later because of that. Mm-hmm. That oh, shot that's out. why he's saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but like, you know, it's always an example we always talk about. It's like, yeah, like I do something, Felicia picks up, mm-hmm. makes it fantastic, you know? Same thing with my photography. When I like do something, people are like, oh, hey, Caesar, I thought this was you. And I was like, nah, that's a lady, you know? Doing her shit, making it fantastic. I'm just there to push the button. You know, it's collab- yeah, like you said, collaboration is teamwork. Collaboration. I mean, honestly, and I think we're, you know, pretty lucky as far as our working relationship. Because some people will ask us too, like, you know, how to, how is it like actually working together? Um, but at least for me, how I go about things amongst our business is I can like shut off <laughs> our relationship <laughs> side and and just completely keep it business, which I think is important because if you start involving too much of your personal mm-hmm. relationship into your business relationship, things can get very 
very muddy muddy very very quickly you gotta keep Um, separation between church and state yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like what i say all the time exactly but i like church and state could go into various ways but like you gotta keep a separation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's true and sometimes he hates it but you know it works (laughs) sometimes you need someone to tell you but he'll do it for me too He'll do it for me. He'll he'll put me in my place. So Caesar's getting all animated. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Over his this, this church and state thing is, is really passionate. Very important. About no, I'm very important about that shit because it's just like <laughs> that's what gives a balance about shit Absolutely. in life. You know? Yeah. Because as soon as you start like bleeding over into certain things, like sometimes things get a little he's, too. Caesar's too getting Italian as he's getting. Yeah. <laughs> he's just I know, drunk. <laughs> Is, is he a mestizo? I, I, don't, I, don't I know. Is this something you need to tell me? Where's the little finger thing? I know. I, I, the, I, the Roman, I the Roman I blood for the colonization is <laughs> coming through right now with all the alcohol. Yeah. No. No. But, but, but talking with his hands and shit. But you know, to to you know, to your original question about like how the plants are right came about, it's what I really love about that is it was never meant to be like a, a business. You know, it was something that it was like, this can be a cool thing as a display in our studio. Well, I mean, and that shows. Like, that you know was the other I mean? thing. I saw, like, uh, for the Fresh Friday event. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really cool, too. You guys, I, you guys did the I whole aesthetic. The whole aesthetic. It was fun. But it's so exciting, you know, to, to do something. And there's always a moment of chaos and stress. But then when you see it on stage or, or, or on the wall and it's complete, you know, that's where you, my satisfaction, satisfaction kicks in yeah. and I'm like, okay, that's things how, are good. That's <laughs> how I felt last Saturday yeah. with, the, with yeah. the show. Like, that was really you guys cool. helped so much. Like, it was the the, the, the art show, the, the hip-hop show last week was, it was insane. Like, that I was, was like, fun. this is more than, this is like snowballed beyond what I can control. <laughs> Like there's there a, uh, there was I didn't know people like every in the past years you know we know most of the people mm-hmm. there are so many k- kids there I didn't I didn't know, I've never seen in my life yeah I was like there was such a good group and I think diverse group of people just to see everybody that normally I don't think would have gone to Holland yeah be at Holland but I think that was a, part of that was mm-hmm. a reflection of both the brands you guys have created and mm-hmm. who you've attracted to your space and like having your name a part of it and like you two as people a part of it people saw that and i think that's why collab like holland collaborating with so many different people anthony and i've talked about this is important to get new people in there and and Mm -hmm. touch uh you know um parts of the community that otherwise wouldn't even know about it or, or be there because even some of the people that have never gone there before they thought that this is how holland always is. Right. And so, but I think that's important for Holland to know because people are drawn to that type of environment, but it's just a matter of the consistency, right? Yeah, like, like people were asking me, like, so... It shouldn't be once a year. Yeah, people were like, like, you do this, like, every couple months or something? I was like, <laughs> nah, <No>. son. Like, <laughs> once a year. This is once a year. Yeah. But, and I, I think that would be great, you know, because, you know, seeing him be a part of the board and, and watching him do all these, you know, projects or being a part of this new community... I think is so important because I know that sometimes there's a little bit of a separation between the two, but to see it all come together on that night and then have people say, Hey, like, I want to come back here that you would yeah. never expect anybody to be like, you know, I want to go back to Holland project, but I'm hoping that that impact kind of sits with 
um, the whole board so that way we can, or he can. I'm like, I'm part of the board too. <laughs> I kind of whispered. <laughs> yeah, there's some here. openings. <laughs> but so that way we can continue that type of community, you know, just c- consistently bringing in, um, you know, new bodies. Yeah, that was the cool thing. There were so many different people there. Uh, and so many people that I've known in, in various ways and everything coming together. Everyone like Mike, like the yeah. last minute joining yeah, us. Absolutely. like Oh, yeah. So, so O'Shea, like the, yeah. just all that coming together and having uh, Black Wall Street and then Anna Marte and Josue. And the, like yeah. all mm-hmm. these people who are doing the same thing mm-hmm. just in these little in your little corner of the community. Right. Uh, I think bringing it together can only be good. It's just, you know, for every, you know, a rising tide lifts yeah. all boats. Yeah, because we get it all formed like Voltron at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's it's building, too, because when you think about it, you know, a year ago, we didn't know anybody that was a part of the group at Holland last Saturday. Um, but realistically, over the years, you know, just through networking yeah. and kind of building those relationships, it's like you see all these people kind of have the same interests and ideas, mm. but it's just a matter of getting everybody into one space. And so I think that was kind of, you know, the what yeah, happened like last week. Last Saturday was like the the culmination. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think uh, it it came together beautifully. You know what I mean? I I don't, I don't think there could have been a, a better outcome for last Saturday. No. And you know, I felt really good because I felt like that was, I finally got a chance to, you know, do some of the things that we had mentioned in the first conversation that you had with me about like, do you want to be on the board? And like, this is what I know you can bring to the table. And now there was a chance to finally execute that. You know what I mean? So I was really excited, you know, and huge shout out to diamond district for doing their podcast there. And, you know, shout out to Carlos and and Daisy from wave check for Mm -hmm. helping me put together the, you know, vendor village and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I have help, um, but that was the point, you know, is my role is, to, especially for something like Holland, is to incorporate those people that may never go there or never have gone there or have heard about it but wasn't sure to now bring them in that space. And now they love it, you know, and it's like, what else can we do? What's our right, what's like our next event? Like, there, what, yeah. what can we do like, now? Hey, you anytime know? you do something like this, I'm down. Primo's yeah. like, hey, I got you, bro. Like any any event you want, like anytime, let's do this mm-hmm. again. Like. And that was, yeah, good feedback. Like, the Diamond District, like, it was, I was just telling people, like, they're interviewing people. I, I haven't listened to the whole episode. I cannot wait. I, I haven't listened to the audio. I want the video. I'm like, that video is going to be. Young Padawans out there. They're like, they, like they, they really killed it. And I'm glad that they got a chance to have guests on their show that that's out of their, like, they, they wouldn't have brought the people thing. on their yeah, show. The people like, like, you know. Yeah, the people, the pictures of just the pictures I've seen of people who they're talking to. I'm like, this is so, that, yeah. that was so great. Yeah, like, yeah. And out of their regular realm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. so, but the thing about it is it's, you know, Diamond District is the same as Holland. It's like, there's there's no issue in terms of like how animosity wise, but there's just no exposure to this other side of things. You know what I mean? And that's what I tell people that may have an issue with Holland. I'm like, the people that run Holland are great people. But if we don't try to be in these spaces, it's never going to change. So you're just going to keep complaining. Why not go there and figure out what to do to make these things better? You know, and I think that's what Saturday meant to me was just everybody coming together, 
to really showcase how beautiful we can all be together and we all like the same shit <laughs> we all like to kick it and yeah. and buy clothes and, and and pontificate about a number of subjects and listen to hip-hop and you know all that stuff like that like we're we're much more alike than we are different and you know that's what saturday was and you know how do we capitalize on that not every july <laughs> like, right? you know what i mean yeah no i mean when uh like when Josue and them were performing, it was going off in the, yeah. like the stage area and I walked out to the front where the like there are people hanging out talking, you know, looking at the art. Mm-hmm. Out front where the food truck was, there's a bunch of like teenagers eating and hanging out. <laughs> I was like, damn and then I went to the back and it was like pop like I could remember the, <laughs> the you know, hearing the music fade from the front and then yeah, hearing the, the music, music coming <laughs> in the, and I was like Damn, it's just as popping back here. Yeah. This is out of control. Like I, I didn't even really get a chance to to do much else because we were in the back so much. And to me, I was like, oh, that's this was a really good event. I didn't even get a chance to go do other things because these areas were just so busy. Yeah. You know, so it was really, really cool. Really yeah, cool to like see. There I mean, there was a time where like Elzo was DJing and there's a bunch of kids break dancing. Uh-huh. On the floor, <laughs> and then you like walk outside, and like Josue had like a bunch of coloring stuff set up, wow. bunch of kids coloring, you know, like everyone's having a good time. Yeah, it was great. It like, yeah, it was cool uh, to meet so many different people. Like, you know, just I like one of my former students showed up, and she's like, "I saw you were going to be a part of this." I'm like, "You're a part of this?" We're, like, she's like, "Oh yeah," like she was with one of the vendors. And I was oh, like, oh my. Yeah, I was like, Olivia, yeah. I was like, oh my God. No, that was another <laughs> one. Oh, it was a different oh, one? Yeah. yeah you wow. had two then. <laughs> she was like, and, oh, no, and it's the thing where the culture becomes reality. You know? <laughs> I forgot person, about Olivia. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my God. She's like, yeah, I'm like, you were my teacher. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. She, <laughs> take she your mask off. I was like, take your mask off. She was like, hey, did you, what school? I forgot what school she mentioned. Mendai. Yeah, yeah she's like, and she's like, were you a teacher at Mendai? And then I think she said, well, you were my teacher or something. <laughs> no. And I looked at her like, damn, I forgot you're that young. No, and it's the one God. thing about being like next to Sean all the time. Mm-hmm. These kids coming like throughout the years mm-hmm. and still having Sean as like a yeah. significant thing. I'm like, why couldn't I have Sean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a I Reno High. Where, yeah. the, where <laughs> like, the fuck was Mr. R when I was at yeah, Reno High? Where the Mr. R when I want Jesus to be at a revolutionary? You know? yeah, like, yeah. First, like, first day of school, first period of the day, black kid walks in. He's like, oh shit, I've never had a black teacher <laughs> yeah. before. Wow. What's up? No. I was wow. like, no. I was like, bro, I, my first, I was like, my first teacher was black. My kindergarten teacher was black. I never had another one until grad school. I'm like, when you get older, you're gonna realize how 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 messed no. up this is. No, but no, honestly, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish I would have had. I I don't remember a one single black teacher I've had. Yeah, not one. Yeah, not one. I remember one and like substitutes yeah. maybe every once in a yeah. while, you know. But I'm like, dude, like, yeah, I went to Reno High. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, I think like that kid, like. Who knows what it's going to do for him, but that did something for him in that moment to walk in and see a black teacher with dreads. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Inspirational. That's yeah. how it was a trainer. Like, it'd be like the second or third day, mm-hmm. and there'd be like, you know, black parents dropping their kids off. Hey, Mr. Richardson. Like, right, Mr. right. I'm like, right. Who the, like, how do they know who I am? <laughs> and I was like, hey, like, how, you know, like, you know, one of them's charisma. Like, I remember. Second wow. day of school, dropping yeah. off her wow, son, wow. and she's like, "No, like I always ask if my kid has a black teacher, like just just so they know, like 
I know he's going to get a fair shake in that class. God damn. Yeah. And now she does my hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, and just That's think cool. if, we, if, if we had something like Sean growing up. Or just how, any. How, how much more revolutionary any, would we any, be? Any you know? cool yeah. teacher. Like, I definitely I, wouldn't have skipped that class. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I remember like, the no. first cool teacher I had was my sophomore year, Miss Peak. And, like, me and my homie Damien were in there, and she was playing Outcast. Wow. Yeah. And, like, wow. the same year, my friend had gotten in trouble by another teacher for having the Outcast CD because mm. it had the little naked chick on it. Oh, a Quimini. Yeah. 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 And, she, and then this other teacher was sitting there bumping it when we walked yeah. into class. So, of course, I, like. No. Yeah. To this you day, I'll hit him you, up and be like, hey, you miss, remember Miss Peak, bro? He's like, and that Outcast CD, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> that shit was 25 fucking years that's, ago. That's almost. super cool. So, I, I'm, I'm, you know, again, congratulations to you publicly for your promotion onto high school and things like that. Because, honestly, like, that stuff is needed. Especially in these high schools, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's when kids, like, start are really impressionable. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Yeah, like we were talking with Brad earlier. Oh my no, god. Yeah. You know what no. I'm saying? So I think <laughs> for you to be there, I think is it's really important. And sometimes it sucks, man, because I know there's not a lot of teachers like you in there. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? So we found each other the first day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like know? the first morning for breakfast. Like there was there's only one other black that like the the school police officer's black and uh-huh. then the one of the campus monitors, he's the J V football coach. Damn, and we okay. happened to walk in the cafeteria the, at the same time. We ate breakfast together <laughs> on the first <laughs> day. <laughs> like, he was the first person. Like, I, 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 I know people I there, but he was, like, the first person on the first day that, like, you know, I met. Yeah. Like, just yeah. happened to be walking in. He ju- and he just moved here from L.A. So, you know, I was like, at least I know some people here, you know. Yeah. No, that, that's really cool, man. Yeah. And I hope those kids really do appreciate, yeah. you know, what what they're getting to experience. Because even now, 2021... We just talking about three teachers, and it's not even three teachers. Right. You're, you're yeah. the teacher. There's one school officer and one coach. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so it's like even now, where we live, like we, it's become so commonplace that you don't really realize it. And, it's and that's like, what I told him. I was like, you like when you get older, bro, you realize how messed up that is. Yes. Like you might not realize it now, no. in this moment, but like when you reflect on that, that's gonna be wild to you. Yeah. So. Um, I didn't know that I was gonna like be on the show till later, but I've been watching the hype on uh, HBO Max. It's like a streetwear version of Project Runway. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. It has like authentic characters, like the 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 woman that co-owns Union in L.A. and you know, like it's real people on there, right? But to the point that you were making about like when you get older, you're gonna realize how messed up this is because you're so caught up in what you're doing. You don't have time to process it. So uh, one of the episodes like this took place, the filming took place during 2020 um, and 2021. And so during the filming, they couldn't have access to social media and uh, you know, they had to stop the show to let them know about the, the Derek Chauvin case and let them know that he was found guilty and stuff like that. And the, uh, one of the contestants on the show is, is a black woman from Detroit and she was celebrating that he was found guilty but she was also like brought to tears um, 
from the fact that there was another girl that had got killed like a couple weeks later. Right, and stuff right, like yeah, that. yeah. And so no, that like, same day, the same day, okay, the yeah. same day the verdict came down that that fourteen year old was shot. Like I think it was right. in like Cleveland or something. Yeah, and so like, but me watching it, right, like the whole Derek Chauvin thing, like I started getting emotional watching it, and I was like, holy shit! I started, I'm like, I never processed any of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you get so caught up in everyday life and you get so caught up in the life that's presented to you and, like, what you're just just supposed to accept, I never processed what was happening in front of me until I watched that moment of, like, and you saw her seeing, doing it. and I was like, holy shit, like, this hurts, this feels good, this, all of these things where it's like, you don't realize any of this is happening until you, because there's never a moment of, quiet right there's always chaos and always stuff going on and you never just have a moment to be like what what is going on with me and you're absolutely right later on down the line that kid is going to be like holy shit i'm gonna remember mr richardson for the rest of my life because he's one of four black if he's lucky bro you know what i mean 1987 mayor of vista elementary school richmond california miss levison was my kindergarten teacher you see and so it's like i and that's like i never had one black teacher not one you know i've only had one black supervisor my whole life my whole life you know what i mean so it's like yeah you don't process you don't realize any of this is happening until you look back and you're like damn i thought things like i was a victim of it while i was in it you know what i'm saying you don't realize it because you're like oh no one's ever called me a nigger in my face and we're going way off topic now but like like you know what i'm saying it's like but you don't realize until when you get older and you're like yeah it wasn't up front but now i realize everything that was happening right you know what i'm saying and then it's like, oh shit, this is this was bad. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you realize all the institutional stuff. Absolutely. All, like you no, know, because like that's what's awesome about having Sean. Because he's very smart, looks things past and present and mm-hmm. in the future. And because of him I've like noticed so many things about like my teachers, you know. Right. Right. And it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it took me being a teacher to look back and reflect and be like, that was fucked up. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, looking back, like, especially, you know, because I lived in California and, like, look, it, there was such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And, like, the at, like the the quality of my teachers. Right, right. Like, their attitudes and their beliefs and just the type of people they were compared to, like, when I came here and when I was, right. like, dealing with. And I'm looking back and, like, they weren't shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that I'm a teacher, I'm like, God damn. Yeah. They were no horrible. wonder we're lasted education. And and you know, and to tie it back to even the studio thing, you know how Felicia mentioned like I was kind of like the mouthpiece for the studio because I was on furlough. Some people would come pick up or they would come hang out at the studio. I would be there. And I was like, it's important for them to see who was behind this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I want them to see that it's me. You know what I'm saying? Um because it just it Reno is what it is. That's why I knew when you is. were talking about like the stuff with UNR and the, the the former basketball players and stuff. I'm like, of course they're gonna be down. They're gonna trust you. Like right, right. They're gonna, like when <laughs> right. they find out you, they meet you, see your story, and see yeah. who you are. They're gonna be down with that. Like right. you're not you're not some dude that doesn't give yeah, a fuck trying absolutely. to like exploit them. You know absolutely. what I mean? Like absolutely. You, you know it's. And, 
I'm telling you, like those when I when I showed my friends those shirts, they were like, "Damn, like who? Like what is this? Like I was sending those all over the place to former, former. Uh, uh, that's dope. Yeah, Renoites who don't that's live dope. here. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get me one of those. Like, and and honestly, that was one of the uh, most successful drops that you know uh, that I've had uh, up until you know up until that point. Um, and then I followed up with a Nevada hat, which went pretty crazy <laughs> but, Bananas, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what i mean but uh yeah like it there's there's a story that i'm trying to tell without just kind of like jamming it down people's throats subtle. That's you know what the I'm subtlety saying? and like caesar said earlier that mystique yeah absolutely and people are you know, it's just i don't know I've been seeing what was cool since the eighties. Like we, it's, <laughs> like it's just it's impossible to define, mm. but you know it when you see it. Right, right. And like people understand that, and they're just like, "This is fucking cool. This is sick. This is yeah. whatever word you want to use." Right. They <laughs> yeah. know it, and it's yeah. just yeah. you. You got it. You got it. I'm I'm, I'm really happy. The fonts with... are on point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but see, you know, like that's something too. Like you know, and like I think of like knows. when I think of the plants are all right. I'm like that font. It's just fire. It fits perfectly <laughs> with that's what I picture in my head. It's like the font is like part of the plant. Like, yeah, everything's supposed to be. That way. Yeah, but yeah. like it works. It's ex- like you said earlier, yeah. execution. the execution and, is one hundred percent. I think that's why I get so like upset or, um, no, upset truly <laughs> because I genuinely care about everything that my wife and I put out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying and. If she doesn't feel like she can execute it, then she'll ask for my help, and then I'll do whatever I can. You know what I mean? But everything needs to be considered. Um, and so when you're talking about fonts, when you're talking about colors, like before we designed the studio, we were literally thinking of what color palette are we going to use? You know what I'm saying? That it's intentionality like, is important. Ab- absolutely. And so I think that's something that, you know, trying to just lead by example. You know what I mean? Like, it is these things are possible because we're doing it, and I don't think we're anywhere close to what we want to be. Like, nowhere near. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, instead of just telling people things, it's like I would rather just show them. You know, um, but now we're in an age where they want you to tell them <laughs> too. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, we 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 definitely are intentional with every single thing. Well, any that we any do. true master artist should be like, yeah. yeah i look back you know with my poetry or my writing like when i was younger mm-hmm. and i would you know do something i'd be like that's good but like now when i do something i know i'm like this shit is fucking like <laughs> done son right <laughs> like all right like i don't need to revise it like that's it right there right but right. you know yourself and you like it, that comes from experience you put in your ten thousand hours yeah. man not enough people understand that like they just think that you can just slap some graphics on some shit and be like, yo, I'm cool. And it's like, you are nothing because when you get done with those three shirts, right. You know, talk to me when you do a release every month for a year straight and sell out of 80% and then you're gonna, of it. Cause you're, then you're going to know, like you won't be asking for validation. You're going to be walking out there like Kanye West in 2004. Like, you know, this shit is the best ever. And, and one, <laughs> one thing that I always play, cause you know, just you think about random things. Yeah. And I'm like a weird hip hop kid. So like, I was just on BET constantly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like, I remember it was, it was 
probably in my teen years, I was watching some documentary on Wu-Tang and Raekwon was talking about kids always coming up to him saying like they want to be rappers, right? And so he would be like, okay, hit me with a verse. And then another one. And another one. Keep going. Keep keep like, you. that's it. That's all you got? You got five verses? No, you're not going to make it. Like, you don't stop. You right. know what I'm saying? And I, I don't think enough people understand like it's about consistency like we were talking about earlier off 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 mic about like clay waking up before school practicing kobe practicing like it's all about like what you can do on a consistent basis and not on a consistent basis in front of the camera it's just about what you can do all day when no one's day. looking when no one is when looking, no one's no one looking. Is looking. when no it's one just looking. you and that's it when yeah. it's just you and yeah. the thing you want to do what are you doing yeah. to make day. sure that that you like that you're getting better at yeah. it that you're gonna Absolutely. do it right yeah. when when people were telling me to slow down in 2020 i was like dude i waited i started when i was 20 in this <laughs> field <laughs> It took me 15 years to get to this point. I'm not slowing down for you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have stuff that I have made. You know what I mean? There's like, ass to be kicked, son. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. And I have years and years and years of practice um, of, like, fine-tuning what I'm doing. No, I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. And so you can either kind of, like, follow suit or... I don't know. It'll just be me and my wife yeah. and my son, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, but it's like it's and I, I'm, I don't mean to sound like an asshole in that regard, but it's just like, no, like, this means a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? Like we have been working our asses off to get to this point and we've barely scratched the surface. So if anybody feels a certain way and some people do, we've experienced it. I'm sorry, man. There's a reason why you're not here. <laughs> That's a perfect yeah. place to stop. I'm going to mention this is season four. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't stopping either. <laughs> Caesar's got a song of the week as we go into our first break. Yeah. What are million by Aaliyah? Because her, uh, you know. What did you say? What <laughs> are million. Oh, right? There it is. There it is. What are million by Aaliyah? Her, uh, her uh, discography got put on social media. Or Oh, yeah, her, yeah. Her, her discography was released. Yes. And this is perfect for what we're doing and everything that's happening with what we're all doing. So listen and enjoy. Southern. <laughs>
Welcome back. That was Caesar's song of the week. One in a million by yeah, Leah. I chose that song because her discography is coming back into there, and like she's just such an influential person in the culture. So, yeah, okay. I mean that song takes me back to like eighth grade. Yeah, where what was it on top of the car? Was it is that yeah, the video? Yeah, on top of the car? And yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. who didn't have a crush mm. on Leah back then? Yeah, especially with like uh, with. Uh, Romeo Must Die? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. But, like, other than that, musically, everyone, like, she's an influencer in anything. Yeah. So, mm. Well, Caesar, it's uh, that time of the, the show. World News. <laughs> the, the news machine's broken this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the news machine is lost in the sauce. <laughs> like, I think but, uh, the news machine is drunk. Yeah. <laughs> lost in the sauce. The Dixie Fire is the largest wildfire ever. Ever. Forever. In the United States. Forever. And it's smoky as fuck. I'm so... Yeah. The craziest thing I told my students, I was like, the ease at which people have just accepted this smoke shit as normal is fucking Mm. maddening. I'm like, five years ago, this was unheard of, and now it's Mm -hmm. just like, we're supposed to pretend like... Just it being smoky for weeks at a time and yeah. you can't go weeks outside is O-fucking-K oh no, normal. And that's what we're talking about. Like, like I was talking to people, like, five years ago, it's it's standard now. It's I like, remember the first yeah. smoke day we had, like, five, six years ago when I was at trainer, mm-hmm. like, second day of school. It's like, yeah, the kids can't go outside. The smoke's too bad. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. It's bullshit. <laughs> what, like, it's, what is this? It's yeah. just, like, it's, this, and like, like every, it's ash on my car year. and shit. And now every it's like... Year. Oh, it's the third week. Like, I, yeah, my parents so thought I was joking because yeah. they moved back. And I was like, I guess you tried to warn us. I'm like, it's terrible, right? Yeah, I have never it's seen bad. it this bad. Like, I remember just, like, you go outside and you smell like, oh, there's a fire somewhere. And, like, you wake up every day yeah. and mm-hmm. it looks like you're in the Bay Area. And it's like, oh, that's, that's not fog. No. Like, that is legitimate smoke. No, yeah. it's, it's now it's every year. Every single year. I can't even take my baby I out. I mean, it's not even September yet. It's still August. It's just like yeah, I'm trying to do outdoor. Activities. I'm like, how much more of California is there to burn? <laughs> All this shit hasn't burned yet. What else is left? It's so bad. It was so bad yesterday that I, <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't being dramatic. Like, I, because we were outside a little. Well, bit and it was also nice because yeah, we. I took my class outside at 1:45, mm-hmm. and it was super nice. It was clear skies. Yeah, I, I got like, off oh, work and I could not believe the amount of smoke. I walked out. So like I to go grab coffee from minutes. you at like seven. It was yeah. like seven o'clock. That shit hit like a storm. Yeah. Oh my God. 30, 30 like my nostrils, nothing. like my nose was burning. My eyes were, were burning. I was coughing at the end of the night. Yeah. I was like, what yeah, the fuck rough. is going on? It was rough. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday oh, was the God. worst day ever. Like, it was I had really to like, bad. We have, you know, the exhaust port for the AC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just that, like the entire half the house smelled like smoke just from that. Yeah. Like little crap. I'm like. No. Before we went to bed, I went to bed. I like took that shit out and closed the window. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, when, when I earlier in the like earlier in the day, it was a nice day, and I was like, oh, because the wind had came the night before. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna have a couple days break or you know whatever. So I, I left the window open because I was like, it's a nice day. Let's get some fresh air in here. <laughs> By the time I got back home, our whole apartment smelled like smoke mm-hmm. because I left the window open because it was a nice day. So literally in the course of a few hours, yeah, it was all back. This is terrible. It was so quick. It sucks. Like. 
It did clear up this afternoon a little bit, but like it was. That's the other thing is like when it clears up and it looks good. That was the old worst time day ever. Right. Yeah. Right. You're like, oh, right. it's just in the unhealthy range. It's like at 145. <laughs> <laughs> we're like three years ago, this would have been like a terrible day. We're like, oh, look how nice it is. Yeah. I know. Like we're just this is a slippery slope, but what so people bad. are willing to ignore. I'm like, oh, fresh air God. is one of the benefits of living here. Right. Yeah. If there's no fresh air bad. for fucking. 12 weeks out of the year, I'm going to have to reconsider things. Or all yeah, summer, like absolutely. all summer. I know. Summer. And it really has affected our summer because we can't take our son out. Yeah. Like, I can't he take him to swimming, the park like, like this or going swimming. Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to do? That's what I mean. No, like, me and my baby, we've been, we've been cooped up, you know? Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Like, it it's it's also unfortunate, too, because when you think about it, like I was telling him the other day, I'm like, damn, all this ash is actually... It's just sad to think about because ash doesn't come from nothing. Yeah. It's coming from all these, you know, things that are burning down. Yeah. I just, mm. it yeah. sucks. It's rough. It's horrible. I feel yeah. bad. When was the last time it rained? Anyways. I don't even know when it rained. Yeah. <laughs> like, rain? What is that? Look at the fucking hellscape we're living in. Give me some fucking rain. I was, I was like, yo, is this the end? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> whenever you watch, like, apocalypse movies, like on USA, the sky is always orange. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was like. Our, our sky has been orange for like a month no, now. No, because well, like, when you wake up and look out the window, like yeah. not even like blinds open or nothing. It's the sun is orange. blood red every yeah. day. You're like, what and the I'm hell just is like, going yo, on? Like, what kind of zombies? Where are we? Yeah. What kind of zombies are going to fuck up tonight? I made, I made a joke of, like the other day in class in world history. I was talking about something. I was like, yeah, like it was like this, you know, 20 years ago when I was your age. And I'm like, well, I mean, if things are still around in 20 years from now when you're my age. Hey, come on now. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, is this the class where we got into the doom and gloom discussion the other day? He's like, yeah, because like some kids started mentioning about all the fish dying, and I was like, I'm like, all right, like we're not gonna do that. We already did that once this week. Yeah. Like we're not gonna talk about how the world is ending and this hellscape we live in in 2021 is supposed to be nice. But I'm just like, yeah, it's 100 degrees and smoky outside every fucking day. This yeah. is cool. Yeah. Speaking of cool, <laughs> the Taliban. Oh, took God. over Afghanistan with a quickness. I like we hadn't even left yet. They were already like setting shit up. Yeah, because, they were helping us leave. No, because we already set them up. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's the thing. We already gave them. People the are alley shocked. I'm like, they knew this was going to happen. They just yeah. weren't telling us. Yeah, we we gave them the alley oop already. <laughs> and you like know, Wade and LeBron and the fucking yeah, <laughs> and like the average American public don't even fucking know. But like we gave them the alley oop and like. So it's just easy for that dunk. Like, I'm gonna stop being a fucking constitutionalist today and start being a fucking foreign policy expert and explain how we're fucking up in Afghanistan. Yeah. Like, Jesus thanks, Christ. thanks, uh, guy from high school on Facebook. <laughs> it just get, it gets me mad all the time because it's just like, you know what's going down. Like one of my students was like, "What do you think about it?" I was like, "What do I think about it?" It's what I it's see. It's a cluster cuts, yeah. bro. It's, I'm it's, like, this is this is 20 years in the making. I was like, I was. 19 years old when this yeah. shit started. I'm almost 40, so... I, I've seen it happen. I've, <laughs> like, I've seen it what happen. do I think? I think mm. uh, this is what happens when you invade countries without a plan without and a stay plan. there for 20 years. And leave without a plan. And <laughs> like, leave, like... Yeah. I was like, you know what? All I want you guys to remember is that as you get older, you're just going to realize the people doing and making decisions and running stuff are dumb. Are fucking idiots. Are, are you They're the not smart. That posted it when there were, something was like, 70, 80-year-olds can't get jobs in the real world but somehow they can run our fucking government <laughs> i didn't post that but whoever yeah. did it, it makes it a yeah. point i think about all the time like 
You've been in Congress. Yeah. You've been you've been in politics for forty years. Like no no it's time business, to go, man. No business would no like Fortune five hundred company would hire you to do shit. Right, you're seventy seven years old, but you're old, guiding like, this country, come on, man. You don't even know what fucking Snapchat is, bro. <laughs> How are you supposed to guide us into the twenty first century? Right. And you can't even use the tools of the twenty first right. century. Yeah, nah, it's just it's just wild to me. Like Hopefully, so he's wild. at least got some like. 24-year-old staffers who know how to do some shit and get some yeah. shit done. I, I I do have I do have, you know, faith in in these kids though. Like they're fucking great. Absolutely. Like they're I'm like, man, when these kids get like 40, the world's not going to know what hit it. Like right. I can't wait till you guys get older. They're going to piss the fuck out of some people older than you going to piss off some, any baby boomers that are left behind. They're going to be so mad at you. Right. But but it takes generations. That's yeah. that's I'm like thing. I'm going to be right yeah. there with you. Yeah. Like millennials got your back. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. you guys are called, but <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're on the same team. It takes a couple generations. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. Like, the future, if, it, if, we, if we can survive it, no, especially we can get with, there. If we can survive yeah, it, that's it, the key. No, especially with people like, uh, give me some natural growth, like uh, organic vegetables and stuff like that, you know? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about fucking Elon stops making, did you guys see the new robot he made? <laughs> I didn't see that. I did not. No, it's Sean something on the internet. I told him Skynet is coming. Like this robot's Skynet like this robot's like He's running hopping. up ramps, running up ramps, like going, hopping, and sh- like doing parkour and shit, bro. Going upstairs. The robot's doing parkour flawlessly, and I told Sean, I'm like, Skynet is coming. I just need to just under- put some I machine guns to- on that bitch, and we're <laughs> done. Oh god! Every day we look closer <laughs> to Black Mirror. Every single fucking no, day. No, Black dude. Mirror like knows what's up. And I always like every yeah. time I see some wild shit, I always think about my grandma. God mm-hmm. bless her. Uh, she said, everything you see on TV has happened or it's going to happen. It's she's like, happen. she's like, man, it's too stupid to come up with mm-hmm. this type of shit. He had to see it somewhere, no. you know. And so it's like some little what's bit the of purpose. Some little bit. What's the purpose of building something like that? I mean, all I see is Terminators like, oh, this is the T1. Yeah. Right, because at at some at, point, which model is going to be the one the, that turns on us, bro? Like, that's going to be the new fucking attack dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, especially with on. like uh, with like Boston, and like it was Boston thick too. It was thick too. Like no. this oh. thing was thick, and he like he was doing like like one footed hops like across and gaps and shit. Like no, what, a- the f- what? agile? Like if I hit him. Like full, a hundred percent. He would have. It would have been like Barry Sanders yeah. in Tech Mobile. Yeah. Bro. He just would have been spinning and kept yeah. going. He would have like, sped up from it. He'd be like Bo Jackson. Be like, oh, I'm using your momentum to make me go faster. Let me tie my laces back up. You know, like bro. fuck. No, she's fucking. What's happening, man? No, like Skynet's coming. They're, we're, we're focusing on all the wrong problems here. <laughs> like, yeah, who asked for this shit? Nobody, but Skynet's out there. Why Where don't you, you like just give me some like good vaccines and. Like clean, like so someone start raking the forests or whatever we need to fucking yeah. do to yeah. get like the indigenous people know what to do with the forest, so let them let them like do Mike, what they do. <laughs> I think that's long gone. They're not giving. Mike, shit Mike, Mike yeah, was like, no. Mike was like, you know what? I don't care how much we got to pay. Like, just start hiring all these fucking people to start raking the forests because something's got to be better than this. Yeah. No, because maybe we do need to rake the no, forest. Because uh, you know, salute to Roxy at you know public house. Indigenous people have been like taking care of their own land mm-hmm. for so many years and there's never been fires like this until the government be like oh no we got it and they don't got it you know so it's just like, well, shit like i that. think to 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 reset the clock you would have to admit that you did something wrong but no and one's you know gonna they're do not it, gonna yeah. do that no 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 i mean no. it's white people <laughs> yeah, no white people up in some kind of power is gonna be like oh my bad my bad like 
Never gonna happen. Be like, hey, we fucked it up. They only do. It's your. They only made mistakes in the past. Never (laughs) now. So like, no, but indigenous people for years have been like taking care of them. Yeah, and like, yeah, they no fires. They would let fires burn strategically, Mm -hmm. or little fires, so that because it's been part of their uh, like uh, what's it like? It's just the natural uh, slash and burn, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then not slash and burn, but. Something like Flash that. and burns the where you burn everything to grow crops. Yeah, no, but they've been doing that though. I feel like crops. I'm in social studies class right now. I'm like slash and burn. Know, I'm like, it should take that out was my that, that was definitely on the test. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got. That's what we got. Right, shot. right. Let's talk right, about right, some right. science. <laughs> Delta <laughs> is surging. I got. Oh, I got God. the I got the COVID tracker app last Wednesday. Okay. I was around someone for 30 minutes who tested positive COVID. Really? I mean, I'm assuming it was one of my Wait, students. Probably. So, there's an app. Are you? You think we're going to shut down again? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, just me in denial, but I don't, I don't honestly, I feel like. I think we should. I don't think we will. No, no. We, we should, like, New Zealand, one case. One case. Shut, <laughs> shut it down. Gun. Shut it all down. Three days. Shut it all down. Because like, I think like part of it, all these cool. vaccinated people are going to be like, nah, son. Like if they if they're gonna be like uh, what's his name Drago and, and if he dies he right, dies right. <laughs> like they're already starting yeah. to do that in some places I yeah. saw like uh, in Alabama this doctor yeah. was like if you are unvaccinated and catch COVID like don't come to me for your medical treatment because I'm like, not gonna help like you. I like I'm too busy with the people who like he's like, like care I, about us yeah like he's like I I, I have to. Like prioritize, you know, the people who are actually taking my advice and helping them. If you're going to ignore my your advice as your doctor, and you get sick, like I've got to focus on the other people who Damn. are at least trying. Yeah, Damn. have been, you know, taken to what I say. Into so yeah, I don't think. I mean, I'm not like I'm vaccinated or, or you, and we're wearing or, or masks. Do you think like we're a wearing, shutdown is necessary? Right? I, I think if we just wear masks, right, uh, we'll be fine. Like, and more people get vaccinated because they're seeing. Like, even people who are, like, a lot of people who are getting Delta, like, don't even know it if you're vaccinated. And so, you know, if you have, like, I know, like, it's going through the school. Like, mm-hmm. kid, there's tons of kids absent, but everyone's oh, wearing shit. their mask, so it's not crazy. Like, right. no, like, none of the staff have gotten sick, and most of them are vaccinated. So, I'm feeling pretty good in the fact that these kids are wearing their masks. Yeah. And... Most of the adults are vaccinated. Some of the kids are. So it's we'll see. Like we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks as like sporting events and, and right. stuff starts going on and everything. Like, you know, some sports were canceled because, you know, there of outbreaks or positive cases on sports teams, but like the kids who are playing sports are getting tested and if you are exposed they're being very cautious. Like if you are if Someone does test positive, and um, they come and like they do contact tracing. They find everyone who yeah. who sits within six feet of them, Damn. and mm-hmm. if that, then those kids get excluded if they're not vaccinated, just to be safe. Damn. So like, if someone does get it, that it you know it doesn't spread crazily. Hopefully, so it's been two weeks. It's not too bad at my school. I'm just I'm just glad we're in a state that mandated masks because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. like my brother. My niece and nephew started kindergarten, and no one at their school was wearing masks, and they're in Arizona. Ooh. And he's just, like, you know, Worried. pondering, yeah. like, what if he wants to keep him there. Yeah. Uh, wow. Just because, like, they have crazy schedules. He's traveling a lot, and, like, someone gets sick. 
what you know he does that's not a hell like, of a dilemma man yeah so i'm just glad like like salutes to all the teachers out there that's working all these southern states with their stupid fucking governors who refuse to let, put masks on because and they i can't all, imagine teaching yeah. elementary school where you know none of the kids are vaccinated none of them have masks and mm-hmm. you're just supposed to be in there with them all day cool like all right yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's worrisome. Because isn't the this variant hitting a little bit more of the younger population more than the, the it's original? It's just yeah. way more, con- like they're saying it's <gasps> as contagious as chicken pox. And I had to realize like, well, half the people don't know what that is because they got fucking vaccinated yeah. for it. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when like you had chicken pox and your yeah. your mom would tell your friend's you get, mom you and you'd come shot. through like yeah. to, uh-huh. you'd, you'd come through so you got it. Like, yeah. Chicken pox party. Yeah. I remember getting mine too. I, I remember yeah. the day. Because I actually, I actually went to go get my vaccines and then, I don't know, it must have already been in my system because literally the day after, my mom found like, like the little. Oh, you'd got, yeah. The little chicken pox. And then, and then yeah. my sister got it, but I think that was like the pediatrician had recommended that my, my little sister got it at the time too. Yeah. So that way, just get it over. And that's the thing when science wins, it's just like yeah, Chick- yeah, like, like, like chicken pox, like do a vaccine. No like. one under thirty has had chicken pox because they all got vaccinated yeah. from it. But like yeah, I remember kindergarten, like my friend had chicken pox, and like we ran into them in the store, and my mom was like, "Oh good, hopefully you'll get it," because <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we like ran into them like the yeah. week after school got out, and I did, and like my brother got it, yeah, and it was like. This slightly unpleasant experience yeah. I vaguely yeah. remember. Yeah, I don't remember I was five at years all. Old. Yeah, no, and there's people like at my work. They're like, I'm waiting for the FDA to approve it. I'm well, like, they did last Monday. No, so. no, and, and I'm like, the FDA also approved fucking uh, high glucose corn syrup, right. and yeah. like that causes cancer later on in life. Like, what the fuck? Like, honestly, I've gotten out of even having discussions with people. That was one thing last year, being in that studio, is just having all these conversations, and I was like. Why am I talking yeah. to these people? Like I don't even I don't entertain any of these conversations anymore. No, I don't either. It's just no. like, you know what? We've made like we've made this bed. We're all in this <laughs> together right. now, regardless yeah. of what you think. Yeah. Like the consequences are the consequences. I'm gonna you know do what I got to do. Um. Yeah. Like I, I I've been to like some shows lately, and I like went to a comedy show the other night. Went to a concert last week, and I kept my mask on. You know, mm-hmm. like when I wasn't drinking and. You know, if other people, I'm not going to, like, if other people don't, I'm like, whatever, bro. Right, mm-hmm. right. Whatever. Like, you see the stories I do on the internet. You see mm-hmm. what's going on. Make your choice. Like, and it was funny. Hey, the if, co- he, if he dies, he dies, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. But, uh, damn, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the next thing. Salutes so to Ian. Ian sent this to me last night. So, uh, the school in Carson City signed up for this program that was created by harvard it's a poetry class where the students take the class and they get uh, college credit through arizona state university and high school credit and it's called like from walt whitman to hip-hop uh poetry and places in america okay and it sounds super cool like it just talk like it just starts with walt whitman one of the first famous american poets and goes all the way through to like hip-hop in the in the in the er, 2000s and because like the one of the organizations that helped create it had equity in their name, like the school board president in Carson City was like, maybe we shouldn't do this. And all these people were like, they're teaching critical race theory to our kids. Oh my! Oh my! It's God. just like you're scared of fucking poetry now. 
I'm like, I don't think Walt Whitman's critical Wait, race theory. Were they, were they confusing equity with equality? <laughs> who knows, bro? Like, I don't, <laughs> who knows? And this guy's like the. I'm not sure if he, he he's on the school board. I, I can't remember if it was the president or not. I'm like, man, what a fucking idiot! And all these people are like, you guys need to go back and check the curriculum. Like, oh, oh, you are you're you're a fucking curriculum expert now, guy. Everybody's an expert in every fucking thing now. Like, oh, the, the like, internet, tip of the finger. God, like they yeah. just threw this no shit, shit together. No There's one no fucking, shit. no one that knows anything, like careful. I'm like, it was created by fucking Harvard. Who the fuck are you to like <laughs> question it? <laughs> go against Harvard, like God, man. I'm like yeah. the experts. It's like this doctor, this doctor, this fucking poet, like all collaborated to create this curriculum for, you know, that to try and get young people interested in you know poetry because walt whitman isn't very appealing to 16 year olds but like they're like if we can show how it has evolved over time and you know focus on like different places around the country and how they've affected Mm. art and culture maybe kids will be more interested in it and they're like wait nope critical race theory they might learn something that i don't want them to god (sighs) i Listen, I was I, just like, "Wow, this we have no." I don't even like to some of this. To some of this shit, it's like you can't even make heads or tails of it, you know, because it's like They're you just have scared. to understand no, they are how stupid scared. you sound right now. Because like they, you know, you're not making any sense whatsoever. Because a lot of people don't know what civil rights are. You know, they think yeah, like, or, like like wearing a mask is against civil rights. And I was like, well, obviously. You're my constitutional right. Yeah. And what, I was like, what, you're white. What? You haven't had anything like against your civil rights ever. Yeah. So you, you don't know? really know. Yeah. You don't really know. Yeah. And just educating people. And at the same time, they don't want to be educated because they're not going to hear what you're saying. Well, no, because then it makes them have to do some self-reflection. No, because it and makes it makes them feel belittled, and then people don't want to be not belittled. even just belittled, right? If or you humble, if you don't want your kids learning about critical race theory, which is literally the fucking makeup of how America was started, like <laughs> no, was, no, you know what I'm America, saying? It's that's like, how America was made. Like, you know what I'm racism, saying? Like yeah. it was built off of race, yes. like and the Boston so, Tea like, Party. I, I like hate to be able to tell you. Yeah. No one is perfect, and that includes the country you live in. Right. Like it's just like you like anything that's said bad about America is critical race yeah. theory, and no one can ever teach anything. Like in Texas, they passed that law where it's like you have to teach like uh, that uh, the KKK is you know have to be neutral when you're teaching about them. Like what? what? Like what kind of bullshit yeah. is this? Yeah, it's shit like that, man. I, I, I mean, it's just we all know I it's just white believe. supremacy, but like 1, we have to pretend like we're all confused yeah. about what's really happening. <laughs> right? Come on, man. <laughs> Let's keep it moving through the news. <laughs> okay, so last thing in the news, David uh, Emmeldorf. I I don't even know how to say his fucking who name. Who is that? So he was uh, the guy in New York who called the cops on non like uh, combative people outside of his uh, ice cream shop, right? Mm-hmm. And he called the cops saying like, "Oh, they were gonna rob him." But they were actually non like uh, aggressive uh, people, and now he's getting prosecuted under the new uh, Karen Karen law. Hey, oh, nice! Yeah, couldn't oh. it happen to a nicer person. Yeah. yeah. So like in New York, he like called the cops, like, "Oh, these black people are out here. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel threatened." But they were actually like uh, very 
in the law doing whatever they need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like, he got prosecuted for it. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah. It Stay off the fucking phone. <laughs> Mind your goddamn business. Yeah. God. Yeah. Love- we're going to talk more about that later, yeah, actually. That's like, good. That's good. No, no, like, like they, they weren't doing shit other than, you know, doing their... They're they were act- in the law. Caesar said they were in the law. Actual, their civil rights. Actual, <laughs> instead of wearing a fucking mask, like they were in their civil rights, and he felt threatened. And he owned the ice cream shop in New York, and like called the cops, and was like, no, they're cool, like they're fine. Wow. So he got prosecuted under the uh, the the Karen law with like you know the the one. Maybe in- the next yeah, time the, you're the, trying the to the describe park. like discrimination or someone, just be like. You know, like how white people feel when you have to wear a mask. Like that's, <laughs> that's how we felt. Like that's but because uh, New York had that Karen yeah, law yeah. from the, from the, uh, from the Central Park, uh, Central Park one, right? Yeah, where same thing. So nice. he he is the first person to the get bird watcher was yeah. aggressive. Get the f- yeah. Anyways, yeah. Anyways. But they they were doing their own shit in their civil rights, right? <laughs> which a lot of white people minding their own civil yeah. business. A lot of white people don't know about their civil rights. Yeah, pretend so, like it, yeah, it, it's yeah. you, like cruising through the neighborhood looking yeah. for someone to yell at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if they were he, just not doing anything. Oh, exactly. God. So he's the first guy to get prosecuted in New York under that Karen law. Which is like, wow. Does Nevada have it? Not yet. No, please. <laughs> we're the last on everything. Come we on. talk about this right, all the time. Right, right. We're fucking. Last that would require on like people to care about the yeah. danger that 20 years colored people are put in yeah. with these things it'll happen in 20 years don't worry about it <sighs> salute uh, quick r.i.p and salute to zumbi from zion i yes. who passed away last week from complications due to covid mm-hmm. there was like an altercation Damn. uh he was in the hospital uh they called the cops and when the cops got there he had passed away so holy shit uh, they mm-hmm. think like i don't know i've seen stuff where he was trying to refuse. They were trying to help him, and he was refusing medical help. He was having because he was having like a super bad asthma attack. But it, now it's under investigation. Who knows if what the cops said is true? Like I don't necessarily believe that. But like I also, yeah. Who knows if it was like there was, there was also security involved. So and we'll he's see. A big, and he's a big boy. So who knows? yeah. Well, so we'll see what happened. Like when the investigation comes out, because. You know, there's a lot of people, there's doctors, nurses, hospital security, police officers, a lot of people, his right. family, like, a lot of people are there and involved to, to see what what the real story comes out, so, but, uh... God bless him. Yeah, there, there's a big... Salute to DJ Soros. He posted they're having a big celebration for him that he's DJing next weekend. So if you're in the Bay, check it out. Yeah. Did you guys hear the owner of Human Being died as well? Did you guys hear about that? I did a From little COVID? bit, yeah. Who? The, owner the owners of, human of being? the human being franchise here. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he died from How old was COVID-19. he? 40s. 49? Yeah. Was he 49? He looked younger than that. He might have been 46. I think it was 46. Yeah. He Unvaccinated? From- I didn't read I the article. Know. It's RDJ. Um, but, uh, yeah, he died from, <laughs> from COVID-19. Probably didn't even say. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, it, uh, yeah Damn. he passed away as well. Yeah. It's but, not uh, over. No, it's no. not over. No, the comedian we we went to like it was funny because he was like joking about joking about it, everything, and then like you know there was some like anti-maskers there like you know cheering him on, but then he like was serious because he was like you know like this goes out you know like I've lost two of my best friends to this, and he like got very serious for a moment like trying to talk, and these people were still like 
Uh, and I'm like, no, like he's being sincere. This is right. how he ended the show, you know? And he's like, you know, it really meant a lot to me when like people would say like, oh, my mom has this. And like, cause he started making videos with his family during quarantine. Yeah. 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 And like they went viral and he's like, no, it like meant a lot to me to like hear from all you fans. So blah, blah, you know, it, it this has been a shitty time. We're all in this yeah. together. Like trying to you know be this serious thing and like people were like it's all bullshit anyway like some dude. Oh, God. I'm like, bro, like just chill for a second, man. A lot of people don't care until it happens to them directly. And then I don't care. Where's the like the white Marcus Garvey that's just like take all the anti-vaxxers to back to wherever. Like you know. So what I'm saying? that's like, how you know they're that's how you know they're fake because like all these fucking libertarians people who. Like, why don't you go to one of these lawless countries where you can do what you want? Just go. Why don't you man. go there? Like, if you, like, you don't want all these fucking safety net socialist ideas where, like, we look out for each other and help each other. Yeah. Why don't you move to Russia or one of these other countries where you can do whatever so the easy. fuck you want? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know? Just go occupy South Dakota. We won't miss it. Nah, it's son. Fine. South Dakota, eh? You guys can have both of them. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you already stole them anyway. Right. You <laughs> killed all the fucking natives, yeah. so yeah. just take that shit. You know, we'll keep shit. They can have like, bro. I'm willing to they negotiate. They can take Wyoming too. Yeah, I'm take willing Wyoming. to negotiate up to 20 states. Kanye, for them to have. Kanye got divorced. I think he's moving out of fucking Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. He's back, yeah. so yeah, they can have Wyoming. Like, we'll take the coasts and we'll negotiate like a couple <laughs> other places, and let's just call this thing a wrap. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> coast and like Chicago. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. We'll take like <laughs> Illinois, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe Pennsylvania. Yeah. No, you have to have PA in there. We'll definitely take Georgia because of Atlanta. <laughs> but you guys could have Texas yeah. and Florida for sure. <laughs> you guys already uh, took that one. Florida wild out. Yeah, Miami oh. could just become its own <laughs> yeah. independent city state. Lawless country out there and shit. Like, don't give a fuck about Love shit that. out there. Speaking of countries, the Olympics happened. Do you guys care about the Olympics? I don't. Nah, no. not really anymore. Yeah. I never, I don't think I ever cared. Like, the most vivid memories I have is, like, Michael Johnson with his gold shoes right? and shit like no, that. Cause like, like, no, because, like, there's, there's always moments. The real yeah. sports? You know the real sports? Yeah, like, just moments. Yeah. No, <laughs> 96 is what I remember as a Atlanta. Child. Yeah. Atlanta, yeah. man. Atlanta. I remember the dream and, team. Barcelona, yeah. 92. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, finally, oh, like, we're going to beat the shit out of these countries yeah. in basketball. Let's go. But honestly, like, when you start really getting into how like corrupt and mo- shit it is, that, yes, there yeah. it is. No, no, yeah. there it is. It's like mm-hmm. we're like I, I don't care about this shit. Like no. I just feel bad for the fucking yeah. athletes. It's, it's like, like it's like it's like college. It's like college yeah, sports. It's like corporations and all the shit they do. And like once again, and like college sports, you know. And it's like I think it's it's almost like I look at some of these like the what is the IOC or whatever it is the committee, and it's like I don't know if it's made up of all former <laughs> athletes, but I almost look at it like sports commentators. It's like. If you're not out there, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Please, like, leave these kids alone, man. Like, leave there's too them many alone. sports, and there's too many like rich people sports too that many normal people sports. don't like. Mm. Dressage, and like, dancing, swimming, and fucking all sorts of little, like synchronized diving. There's dancing, diving, and <laughs> swimming backwards, and power walking, and oh yeah, the power walking. Wait, like, that's a what? Are you serious? Yes. No, power walking. See, that's and, the they, thing. and they have people that you guys come don't even know like which sports I'm making up. You, look like yeah. you're running. you guys yeah. don't even are know you, what sports. Are you serious? I'm, yeah, right and like yeah. exactly, you can't have any like limbs off the ground. It's like all kinds of weird ass shit. I will say, uh, 
the the curling in the Winter Olympics. I don't know why. I love watching that shit. Well, no, yeah, when like it's curling. like 2 o'clock in the morning. Because yeah, no, I'm just like, is what intense. is happening no, right now? Curling man. is intense. Power, oh my God. power walking is not as intense. Yeah, though. power walking is an Olympic. You can get a yeah. gold medal for power walking. Yes, That's yeah. what I'm saying. They yeah. got too many events. Yeah. Like swimming has like every different type yeah. of swimming. But like, but like curling, <laughs> like, oh, curling is. They got like the 100 right. meter like, doggy like, style. There's little shit. skills. <laughs> little shit, yeah. Like, like they got long, like, how long can you hold your breath underwater? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got like fucking walking sideways, walking yeah. backwards. Oh my god! And they're finally letting extreme sports in, and yeah. like, it's already kind of. Meanwhile, we got to argue that like yeah. baseball and ski and like uh, skating are yeah. fucking and BMX are sports, yeah. but like they got fucking Power like, walking. They, got, like walking. they got fucking dancing as a fucking sport. Yeah, <laughs> or the fucking. They have like eight uh, different. Uh, when you really kid. think about it, like floor exercise. Uh, dancing, swimming, and dancing, diving. Like, they're all just dancing. Hey, but I'm going to keep it real <laughs> with you. If power walking is an Olympic sport, I'm going out. I'm going to give me a fucking go. No, let's, You're tall, bro. Let's, you got those go long strides. Like, what's up, man? You like, got to always have, like, one uh, one foot on the ground or some shit. Hey, I can, I, can I be your coach? That, let's do <laughs> it, bro. Let me like, be your coach. Yeah, we'll go get, like, we'll, we'll go get some of, like, the non-cool yeah. new balance, yeah. and we'll go start training right now. Dude, we'll do some fucking... I'm going to get a gold medal, that. You got to get that hip swing. Right. Fucking hip swing. 2024? We'll fucking go. That is insane. Oh, shit. And this is why I don't care. Yeah. Like, this is why I don't care, dude. Like, I mean, uh, wait till video games become Olympic sports, bro. Oh, shit. Once they figure out how to make money off that shit, you know they're going to have, like, Madden as an Olympic sport. But what I do care, Kendrick, last TDE album. Oh, my. What do you guys feel about that? What do you guys feel about that? I saw the file. He he showed the little file on his computer. I was like, The last one? What do you guys feel about that? What do you think is going to happen? Next, you think is gonna I'm, do it? I'm not. I'm brand? just gonna take like, it as it comes. I'm not gonna get honest, all hyped up honestly. about it. I'm not gonna like start speculating wildly about the future, trying to. Pre- I'm just gonna so, wait oh, for him like, to drop his album. Like so sport honestly, some, some I Olympic saw. Shit. I saw the my last CD project, and I'm like, I'm not top dog. It doesn't affect my bottom line. Yeah. I'm more excited that he said I'm working on my last. I just oh. want to hear some new. And music. it was like, oh. okay, so we're gonna get Kanye. Kanye's back. We're gonna get Drake. We're gonna get Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I don't know, J. Cole may not because he just dropped, but it's like, no, no, J. Cole just we're going to yeah. get the heavyweights back. Nas dropped a phenomenal album again. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is the type of shit, like, when you're like, a real, like, hip-hop fan, you live for this type of shit. No, and, like, I think Kendrick is just going to pivot a little bit, you know? He's going to, like, honestly do some other stuff other than this, which is, like, dope because, like, his idea, his vision is what is my vision as well you know i i look at somebody like kendrick lamar and i'm like i think i i personally think he has dropped three classics in my opinion no yeah right at least one at least one for me honestly when when you look at like top to bottom storytelling of all three albums i'm like the tail i'm like come on so to me i'm like he doesn't have to drop anything else Ever again. No, exactly. He's, you know already, what I'm he's already speaked enough for the culture. Duh, like for, he said everything. For two generations. Everything. <laughs> like, like Pulitzer Prize winning. Yes. You know what no, I'm saying? He doesn't I, there's nothing else that he needs to say because he he's like it's not like a, a Drake and it's no shot because Drake makes phenomenal music. Yes. But Drake is always gonna give you one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, not Kendrick's and like, style. And Drake's music is not on the level of the consciousness that Kendrick does. Absolutely. He he gets into it. 
every uh, once in a while. A, a little bit. You know what but, I'm saying? But yeah. not, not as deep as Kendrick does. And it's just like, and for me, Kendrick doesn't need to drop anything else. He doesn't. He doesn't need to. For me, whatever he dropped is fantastic. Yeah. And he talks for us. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and he doesn't. I wish you guys could see Caesar right now. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking go. He almost punched his mic. But yeah, yeah no, honestly, like, I'm, I'm excited he's like, that he's working on new shit. Like, pounding his fucking rest <laughs> about this shit. Yeah, like, you got to hey, mic hey, him up hey, next hey, time. This, so you hey, can, like, hear hey, him hit his chest. I'll take all beautiful photos. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I think whatever he has to say, you know, it's going to yeah. be important. So, yeah, like. He's one of like he he pops out when there's something that like is on his chest. Yeah. All right, and I'm gonna go back and hide. And he's yeah. literally like Frank Ocean now. Yeah. Like, I, he doesn't have to drop anything. He, he dropped pyramids. Yeah. He doesn't have to do anything else for yeah. his life. He's no, fine. no. I feel the he's exact fine. same way. You so know what like I'm this last one is gonna be very influential, but not as much as like what happened before. Don't put limits on this man. What yeah, you know, man. you never know. Honestly, you never know. When you, when you, when you like, think about like what if this is his 808s and heartbreak bro come on now uh you never not, know we're not gonna know till the latter anyways you know we're not gonna know till later but uh yeah like i think it's gonna pay it after this gonna do very more influential stuff other than like music outside gonna, of music. yeah he's gonna yeah. go beyond that and because 17 years with tde and everything that he's done and everything that he's influenced and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, no, he's going to pivot and do much more influential things. Let's, we're going to skip ahead so this isn't a five-hour podcast. <laughs> we're going to go to Petty Move of the Week. We're going to skip some things here. Okay. And uh, so we can take a break and go to the last segment. <laughs> um, Petty Move of the Week. So uh, this guy was walking his dog, and uh, it was like... 6.30 in the uh, morning. Like every joke. And this lady... Now, I don't know... The the lady was white. I don't know what what ethnicity the guy was. But she started yelling at him, saying that uh, their HOA... Like, it was against the rules to walk a dog before 7 a.m. And he was like, okay. And she's, like, yelling at him and, like, was like, uh, I'm going to call the cops. And he's like cool like you got to do what you got to do he put his headphones back he's like i don't live in this neighbor like i don't live in this place like right like i'm not part of your hoa i don't live here i'm just walking my dog through the fucking neighborhood on my walk puts his headphones back in and then she started following him in like a golf cart that had like lights and sirens on it oh my (laughs) god and he like ignored her and then eventually like the cop showed up they like I asked him what was going on. He explained the situation. And then he's like, yeah, like they started to actually looking at her shit and found out that like, uh, they measured like the, the noise of her thing. And it was too loud for before eight in the morning. (laughs) And then like, she didn't have the, the golf cart registered for residential use. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. So like now as I'm walking, as I'm walking away, they're loading up the golf cart onto a, uh, a, a truck and it's being impounded by the police. <laughs> so that's our petty move of God the week. That is good. Hustling backwards. That is good. Beautiful, beautiful. And he had like a little photo on his Twitter post of like the <laughs> the shit in the background with his smile on. Like, wow. Should have mind your own business. Yes. What do you got us? Uh, 
white mediocrity show. White mediocrity of the week. I love this one, too. Joey Gilbert and Adam Laxalt are both oh, running for governor God, of the state of Nevada. I, saw this. I know some people that are so happy because they're like, there's no way these two idiots are going to win. <laughs> like, if you just hear them talk, it's like, it's just, I'm like, you just have to be like semi famous and ride Trump's dick and you can become. You can win. You can become yeah. the Republican nominee for governor. That's basically like. What it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Like, both of them have already lost the things they've run for before, and there's another dude, like, yeah, Dean Heller's run, like, it's like a bunch of, it's just a sad state of affairs. Sad state of affairs. So, yeah. Once again, all you have to do is be white, rich, and mediocre. And you win. And you can, I mean, they're not winning, but you can hope to, expect to. Well, they're winning more than we are. (laughs) I'm not going to say that. I'm okay with where I am in life. Yeah. Compared to I'll what never, I know I'll about, never admit to that. So I'm not gonna go into details, but some things I found out about one of these guys, I'm I'm fine with where I am in life mm-hmm. compared to uh, how his personal life is going. So, what about <laughs> your song of the week? Sean? My song of the week, uh, Nas has a brand new album out. Uh, the, the the jam, the the gym on the album features Lauren Hill. It's called oh, Nobody. Yes, oh. the song goes hard. Lauren Hill just comes out of nowhere. And reminds everyone that uh, she's one of the best MCs of all time. She can still body everybody. Yeah. So uh, listen and enjoy. Some place to be nobody. 
some place to be some place you wouldn't know probably some place to be nobody all my time is spent focused on my freedom now why would i join them when i know that i could beat them now they put their words on me and they can eat them now that's probably why they keep on telling me i'm needed now they tried to box me out while taking what they want from me i spent too many years living too uncomfortably making room for people who didn't like the labor but wanted the spoils greedy selfish behavior now let me give it to you balanced it with clarity i don't need to turn myself into a parody i don't i don't do the shit you do for popularity they clearly didn't understand when i said i get out apparently my awareness like keanu in the matrix i'm saving souls and y'all complaining about my lateness now it's illegal for someone to walk in greatness they want the same they want the same but they don't take risks now the world will get to see its own reflection and the anointed can Pursue their own direction. And if you're wrong and you're too proud to hear correction, walk into the hole you dug yourself, fuck a projection. See me in my freedom taking all my land back. They said a lot against me thinking I just stand back. I got my legs beneath me, I got my hands back. A lot of people sabotage, they couldn't stand that. I turned the other cheek, I took blow after blow. There's so much crisis in the world cause you reap what you sow. When you keep what you know is meant for someone else. The ditch you dig for them, you might just end up in yourself. I'm in the secret place, I keep a sacred space. They keep showing their hands but keep hiding their face if i'm a messenger you block me then you block the message so aggressive the world you made is what you're left with pride and ego over love and truth is reckless y'all niggas got a death wish the stupid leaves me breathless some place to be yeah ain't ducking nothing She's buying sneakers right now. This is what we've turned into. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, but guess what? Welcome back, guys. That was uh, <laughs> that was Sean's song of the week, and it was nobody. Uh, now it's featuring the classic Lauren Hill. Mm. Yeah, like I said, this album is like revitalized mm. now. It's like Hit Boy and him are a great combination, and yeah. it's just crazy to think, you know, like some of his past albums have been mm. kind of whack, and to see what he's done w- working with Hit Boy and how they've come together to make such great music, and like what it took from like like Lost Tapes and like Illmatic, Stillmatic. And yeah. that and that huge gap. I mean, that song, those those albums came out twenty five years ago. Yeah, that's he's still insane this, to think he's about. Spitting bars on this, like it's, this, yeah. sounds great. Just you know, you can compare this with any of it. It's like we said, that's it's the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, fantastic. Listen to both King Diseases. Don't listen to Street's Disciple. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he was definitely trying to pull too much, but yeah. like. No, under, understandable, but like, yeah, these last two with Hip Boy, like, oh, fantastic. But uh, now it's time for the meandering questions. Yes. So take your time. Are you guys ready for this? Oh yeah. Oh, you ask us questions. We're gonna ask you guys questions. Mm-hmm. Give oh. answer them. To oh, the they're best. not. They're not rapid fire anymore. <laughs> no, because no, uh, it has been rapid fire for a long time. <laughs> We're all them. We can yeah. answer shit at a decent time. So the first question. <clears throat> Describe the difference between Reno and Las Vegas to someone who is from Reno or Las Vegas. Not like 
the people who think they're next to each other, but like to locals who people who live in Nevada and have been to both places, what would you say the difference between the two towns is? Well, I'm gonna let you have this one. Me? Oh yeah. Damn. I mean, we want to hear for both of you, but you can go first. Well, honestly, we've I've lived in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And I lived in Reno. That's why we were asking you guys. And yeah. so the difference, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the difference is just how how much bigger the city is for me. So you get a little bit of everything, right? So you you get the local scene, but then you also get the touristy scene. So you kind of have the best of both worlds. There's a little bit more, I don't want to say diversity, but there's more options in in regards to places to eat, places to shop. Um, Obviously, they have a much bigger nightlife. And then the weather is, in in my opinion, a little bit better because I'm not a huge fan of the winter. So it's not, it gets cold, but it's not snowing cold. And I would prefer that. Um, I don't just, there's just a lot more to do. Like, when I when I lived in Vegas, I kind of had a routine. Get up, go go for a walk because it was I knew it was always going to be nice in the morning. Um, I worked on the strip, so I was a part of the nightlife, but I didn't care to experience the nightlife. Like that's not why I enjoyed Vegas. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of a lot of food to eat, <laughs> a lot of food to eat. No, there is a lot of food, a lot of you know good. shops to to visit. Um, and then in Reno, though, I think Reno is a little bit more community, right? So you kind of feel a little bit like a more family atmosphere. Um, I didn't really experience the community or the, the local small business love in Las Vegas, although I didn't really look for it. But I think in Reno, if you want to be, you know, more about local and, and, and your neighbor, your neighbors, basically, and, and feeling that community love, then that's what Reno is. And that honestly, that's what I had to relearn moving back from Las Vegas to Reno is like a new love for Reno because I was completely over it when I left the first time. So coming back, I found a new appreciation by, you know, shopping at local businesses, trying to find trying to find things that, that I had an appreciation for on a smaller level. So Nice. Yeah, I think to, to piggyback off that, options is 1,000% the, the biggest difference. You know, other than that, it's just a city like anything else. But there are more things to spend your money on. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily say like more parks and nature and stuff like that. But there's just more, more distractions. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, uh, definitely more communal in Reno, Northern Nevada. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like you took all the good answers, so I wanted you to go first. I, I, I messed up because I'm not going to have anything to say. But no, honestly, no, like, yeah, not, like that's not. to me those like from in my experience, those are the biggest difference. The biggest differences is options um, versus, let's say, impact. I think you can make yeah. a bigger impact. Nice. Yeah, you can make a bigger impact in a smaller city. Um, and have it mean something, you know, in, in Vegas, because of its proximity to L.A. and it being a world mm-hmm. destination, everybody wants to be a star. You know what I mean? So you don't really get a lot of, like, collaborations between small brands and stuff like that. Like, everybody is very competitive. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to be the man. Everybody wants to be, like, the star. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because right. it's Vegas. It's big. It's bright lights. It's 
who can get in the VIP the fastest, who has the most connections, who yeah. has like it's 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 a lot more clout chasing. Every yeah, uh, everything's absolutely. kind of like a show, you know. Every, so I, everything I think is a you, show. you lose a lot of the authenticity and you it's like you don't even really know if your friends LA are authentic. Influence. It's that it's that LA yeah. influence. So and at least here, you know, you you know, you're kind of grounded a little bit. Because um, we got that Bay Area influence. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, I, I look at it like I would choose to live here, but have the finances to travel to Vegas to satisfy those urges to, you know, experience the execution. You know, I'd, right? It's absolutely, and then come back home and, and be normal yeah and we, we actually said too before we moved to vegas we said if we ever had a family we'd probably end up coming back and raising a family here and then that's, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what, what happened <laughs> whether we chose to or not yeah thanks so. next question what is the most overhyped thing in the culture right now <laughs> Jordan's Yeezys and Dunks yeah. is, that, <laughs> is that what we're going right now? I, I, I was not going to say Crocs because we were talking about <laughs> Crocs. I didn't, put that, I didn't put that question in there, but I know, uh, I know what it no, is. No, honestly, uh, in my opinion, in Reno, the most overhyped thing is like new bars or like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I I just want something else. Besides a new eatery, can somebody or brewery a, yeah. or brewery or coffee. or coffee? It's like all um, the same. You can only have so many variations. No, I mean, I got tired of this shit in like 2010. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it was like, okay, there's like six bars. That's all really I needed. Yeah. <laughs> They're all kind of the same. I want a new burger place. I want a new pizza place. I want like something that like pushes the envelope in food, you know, and it's just tough. And I understand why. But at the same time, it's just like... Because it's all... I feel like it's all like the same type of person. Like mm-hmm. the older millennial who like moved away to the big city yeah. and then like found some idea that wasn't here in Reno mm-hmm. and has brought it back instead of like creating an authentic new I was, experience. That was, I was going to say that. I was like, I wish we had something new that wasn't reminiscent of something else. Yeah. You know, because you go to like, especially I think Midtown's kind of known for that. You're like, oh, well, if you've kind of traveled a little bit This is Reno's version of, of this thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I'm like, yeah. just, there's no, but, um, I feel like it's not Reno, it's the, something else. <laughs> like, yeah, the, a lot of the first places were more. <laughs> Give us money and we can make it happen. Yeah. A lot That's of the first thing. places that like, that opened were more original. Yeah. And I, I was think gonna say the most overhyped thing is is unoriginal duplication. Yeah, that yeah. that's you're getting exactly what you guys are saying. Yeah. It's like craft cocktails and it, all that shit, man. Fucking craft pizza, craft hamburgers. And all it's like it's I like, wish I wish somebody would just open yeah. up like a cool concept retail yeah. store. That's what I wish. Like give me, <laughs> like give me good well, falafel. I feel like falafel. there's people listening to this right now that might do that, yeah. but. Yeah. Give me good falafel spot. You know, or like, some. I was watching the new episode of Ted Lasso. I want some fucking kebab, son. No. Yeah. A good fucking kebab place. And like. Salute to you, Mike. I yeah. know you wanted the same thing. Yeah. We so, need yeah. some like mom and pops type places that aren't. Chains. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, like no, today. No, perfect example. I was like, I want some barbecue, but I, don't, I didn't like it smoky. I didn't want a barbecue. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are my choices? There's Brothers, which. Like is good, but has a very small menu, and like after you've eaten there a couple times, it's like whatever. You've had it all, yeah. What other barbecue place is there really Mm -hmm. that's not a chain in Reno? Famous Dave's. 
Or like that's where we went. There's the chain. Yeah. That's because no. I was like, well, yeah, that you know, chain. and the problem is, I think everyone is so scared to try something new here because even after all of this, Reno still a very much an emerging market. Yes. So people are taking the safe bets with everything. Yeah. Well, you know and like I mean? you see, because like people are more hyped for Chick Fil A or uh, like the new In and Out on Keystone than mm-hmm. they would be for Royce, like Aladdin's yeah. Market. Right. Like, which right. has good food. Or, like, you know, some of these other restaurants. I'm like, we need more ethnic food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we have plenty <laughs> of diversity here, but it's just, it's not going to sell. We need more. Because, like, I just feel no, like, but there's, there's, like, there's like a wet and a dry barbecue. And mm-hmm. people well, it's like, understand. there's diversity, but there's nothing bringing them out. Yeah, I was going to say, you know like, there's saying? no. Like, like, bo- rep, bo- not representation, but, like, what's marketing gonna or. Like, what's going to bring them out? Well, like, if you, like,. I mean, there's a there there's like one Filipino restaurant. Yeah, I think two Filipino two, restaurants. But again, it's just like they're so spread apart. But I think even even with that, because there's so few, it's too much of a competition. So instead of supporting each other and trying to bring the whole Filipino community they're to in competition, yeah, to enjoy everybody's you know food or, yeah. or you know style of cooking that just everyone. <laughs> It's just oh. like different types yeah. of fucking why, places. Why can't we all just get along and just eat something? You know, you know what's really the food. thing that's yeah, really most hyped food. in this town right now? Rent. There that's the most overhyped <laughs> thing oh in northern God. Nevada is Boom. rent prices. Yeah. Say less. Yeah. Before before we left Reno, we had a small one bedroom and we we're paying like six hundred. Six seventy five. Six seventy five. Yeah. And so five years later we come back and rent skyrocketing. Well, what I can consider skyrocketing no, that same place just to check just out of curiosity was almost twelve hundred dollars no same one i would never and uh, then the rent that I, uh, we pay now i'm like how are we supposed to survive no, i was living in how the heart of midtown house? in a studio for five hundred dollars a month wow. like no, right, right above a, right above a racist bar and all kinds of shit but yeah, five hundred dollars a month. The racism was included with the utilities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they part of the amenities. <laughs> they, they allowed me to be up there, <laughs> but it was like five hundred dollars a month, heart of Midtown, in a studio. What is it now? And uh, I don't think uh, they don't even have uh, Midtown? an apartment up there. But, uh-huh. but before I, but last I checked, it was like fifteen hundred bucks mm. in a studio. And now the red, the Reno Entertainment District or whatever. Oh, it's yeah, called. where Park Lane, Lane, Lane Mall was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's for, like 20, no, for, 20, for, 2300 a, for yeah, like a two bedroom. A one bedroom, one bath, it's $2,100. No, the same model that we have in the apartment where we currently live, for that same style model, we were looking at $3,000 at where they're building those. That's fucking dumb. No. That's like San Francisco I'm fucking like, prices. No. And, uh, and to, to me, I'm like, what is the city offering to the person that's going to pay no, $3,000 That's a exactly what I look like, at. Like, I know people who live, you know, in, like, downtown Long Beach, a block from the ocean yes. that pay less than that. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I like, know people who have apartments in, like, downtown San Francisco yes, that, pay, Los, yeah. that pay similar prices. Or, like, friends that live in fucking New York City yeah. and Brooklyn and mm-hmm. Manhattan mm-hmm. who are paying, like, similar prices. Yeah. If, they ha- if the city has shit to offer you... But they don't have shit to offer you. It's yeah. fucking Reno. Like no. I love this place, yeah. but it's not a block from the ocean. You're not like, in Manhattan, right. or like, like, or like I'm not in Los Angeles where yeah. like, I could get like potential. You're not gonna be able to get know? a job earning yeah. like that much exactly. money. Exactly. 
Exactly. So this is the mm. shit that fucks me up. It's just like, yeah, the potential's not there, but they're offering that potential. Money. And when I see that, I'll, I look at that and say, hey, they're not talking to me. Yeah. So I'm not listening. Um, yeah. They're not talking to me. All right, next question. Uh, we're changing gears with this one. You guys have a child. What's the go-to activity slash place where you can take the whole fam and have a good time? Like if you guys just want to go out and have a nice day together as a family, what's what's your go-to place? Well, honestly, with COVID, kind of all of that was put to That's the what I mean. Like we've like since bit. it's opened back up, like what are like there's you know there's people who have had kids who maybe have never had that chance. Where are they going to take their wild ass kid who's feral because he's been locked away there? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, we haven't taken him there yet, but I want to take him. I forgot the name of it already, but it's like what those trampoline defy. parts. Mm. Yeah, defy. defy or jump. Only because it's just stuff that he loves to do already, like jump on our bed and give me yeah. a heart attack every <laughs> single day. Check but I mean, but realistically, like family wise, we live close to the marina. So when it is nice, we kind of just like going to the park. Because it allows him to kind of like exert his energy. We get some fresh air, yeah. gets everybody out of the house. Um, My brother does the same thing with his kids. When so. the air but was fresh. But as far as like a, a go-to place, I mean, we haven't we haven't really don't yet. have one yet, huh? Yeah, we it, don't. And have to be a, honest, even be, even after COVID, we've been very like very iffy on taking him to public places outside of the studio. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just yeah. So. And I think, like, Reno, they should have more public parks, you know? That'd be nice. Like, for Reno sports games. I mean, when I was a kid living in the Bay Area, it was, like, every weekend, like, my dad would, like, take us to, like, you know, a different... There were so many different parks and, like, Mm -hmm. free public places to go. Like, all right, we're going to go down to, like, the marina today or watch windsurfers or we're going to go to the fucking beach. That is something I do miss about the Bay Area as well. Like, again, back to the options. Yeah. There's just so many mm. things, and it was nice to do. It was, some, yeah. it was free usually, or you know like I mean? cheap, like, yeah. and you were entertained. You could run around. There'd be like you know, grass and yeah. So, so if Reno wants to charge this high rent thing, bring us something. Get us some nicer parks. Give us What's parks? the amenities? Right. Something like fix downtown public yeah. transportation. There has like, there has to be something worth it to be here. Right. And you if can't gear is, everything yeah. for either gamblers or like college age people who are drinking like yeah. you need to expand those or like people who live in the suburbs like you got to yeah. start thinking of like the different type of people who live here who want to like have the experience who are going to make yeah. up your society exactly or like, or like you even like saying? in the east coast of new york parks you know mm-hmm. or just like restaurants yeah. where like it's not center like it's a nice it's like a restaurant where you can take a kid to right that's going to have food they can eat it, it's not all fucking artisanal food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can make good food that right. like, yeah. doesn't have right. to be fucking the fanciest, like, interpretation, deconstruction of whatever fucking food you're making. I'd give you a fucking amazing hoagie if you want to. Hey, go to Rice Box. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Have oh. you guys tried Rice Box? Not yet, but that's on our list. But now, hey, I it, started it, following them on so Instagram. Everything that you're saying, simple, mm-hmm. like, rice, meat, sauce. Yeah. We like, had this conversation because I was it, like, "It is phenomenal." My girlfriend's like, "That is right up your alley." Because like, phenomenal, man. I love Asian food. It, it's Rice so is simple. One of my favorite and like, foods. They, the thing that's important that I, I think a lot of people don't don't think about is like they mastered the flavors. I'm like, yes, 
this is so easy. Mm-hmm. If you just get the flavor right, <laughs> come on. You know, so go check out Rice Box if you have. Oh, we are. Like, yes. We had this conversation the other night. Next question, Caesar. Next one. It's almost on the same line, but what is the go-to activity slash place to take the whole family for some fun? That's the question That's I just asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it's along the lines and it said the same exact question. Well, I it was fucking lost in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's been digging in the Modellos, baby. Right. I know. You still have to slow down. You should have been fucking drinking. No, he should have been drinking water. That's the problem. Brand new question for you. The next one. The one thing you learned from the past year and a half. Stay consistent. Stay consistent, stay sharp. Um, Unlike me, and 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 try to be great. You know what I mean. Like, I think with with everything that we have been through, if it wasn't for consistency, we would have fell off. You know what I'm saying. Um, and it's just it's as simple as that. Is just keep going. You know, because it's really easy to get caught up in everything that's going on, but. Sometimes you gotta just put them blinders on, man, and just keep just keep living your life. What about you, Felicia? I think for me, it's trusting, like trusting myself and and listening to myself a little bit more because I've noticed I've, I'm I'm kind of like a people pleaser, so I always listen to the outside noise a little bit more than I listen to myself. Um, but I think after everything that's happened, I've kind of learned what I've liked and what I've always liked. So I'm trying to kind of like emerge as that person instead of being influenced whether it's from parents or or other people and and just having more trust in who i am what i do what i like and just being that person um because sometimes you can get lost in the mm-hmm. sauce <laughs> 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 i mean but it's true though Back i mean full and, circle. <laughs> and and everybody like i've told him like, like it probably looks like i'm gonna have a midlife crisis or something because i'm like i'm getting my arms tattooed i'm gonna do stuff to my hair like you know just stuff that you don't do because well, for, for me it was like life happened or my family doesn't like it but it's like all stuff that I really have always wanted to do. So are you following your heart? I'm following my heart. Yeah, that's good. Whether that's it's not, art, even like saying. with all this stuff, like Steza, just whatever you do, do it for yourself first. And then people will follow. But in regards to myself, <laughs> <laughs> just listen to yourself and trust it. Nice. Well, last question. This is completely off the wall from everything else. Who is your favorite comedian and why? Oh my god. Comedian? Oh. I don't really watch a lot of like comedians. Is there an actor or someone that you think that you find this super might be, funny? This might be odd, but Chris Farley. <laughs> I mean, he's a comedic <laughs> legend. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But you know what it is is my dad likes to reenact him a lot and so my dad has like a lot of mannerisms that chris farley you know does throughout his acting career and so i always make the relation or the connection his arm super like when he he walks around like (laughs) (laughs) just some of the things he says too and i'm just Uh, like totally my dad so yeah for me it's chris farley (laughs) um i have two i gotta go with the god dave Chappelle, um because he is a phenomenal 
storyteller. Mm-hmm. Like I could I, listen I, to that man talk about it. I would I would <laughs> put true. him up there like as the best in terms of telling a story, serious, funny, whatever it is. Like with Richard like, Pryor. That's what I was gonna say. Like yeah. so, like you have Richard Pryor, but I just think the type of I don't even know if I would call it comedy that Dave Chappelle is doing. Like it's so far beyond what I think it's just prior, but it's truth. But but that's what it's it's supposed to be. Like like you have prior and Fox and Eddie and all these guys like setting the foundation to have guys like Dave Chappelle, you know what I'm saying? To where like, he is just such a phenomenal orator. You just are captivated by everything he says, you know? And if it's like, I love that he will take stuff that will genuinely offend people and make you be like, damn, like, He's kind of right. like You know yeah. what I mean? But my second, Mike Epps. Mike Epps mm-hmm. is the guy that, like, reminds me of being at, like, my family functions. You know what I'm saying? Like, when a lot of, like, when my siblings and I, like, get together, it's literally just, like, joking on each other Shit constantly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you got to be sharp. You got to be fast. You got to have your, com- like, and it's like, Mike Epps is, like, I feel like he's one of those people where just being around him is oh hilar- is going to be hilarious. Ab- absolutely. Like, I can listen to Mike Epps stand up all day because I'm like, I know this guy growing up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he was the at the cookout. He was either in my family or he was like a play uncle or he was one of them shit. So I'm like, so Mike Epps and Dave Chappelle. Absolutely. There you go. That's the reentering questions. Excellent job. Dropping Dave. knowledge and uh, sharing Life advice <laughs> while answering simple questions. Next up, as we move towards the end of the show, we have This Week in Racism. So uh, Dana Patrick was blaming the black community for spreading the COVID virus. And who's who's Dana Patrick? She's a, a uh, NASA driver uh, or NASCAR. You say Dan- Danica Patrick? Danica Patrick, yeah. Oh, Danica Patrick? The NASCAR driver. No way. Yeah, what? He, she is blaming the black community for spreading. Where was she saying? Was she like tweet this or something? Uh, no, she is. Is she hurting for money? Like, what's no, going no. on right now? There, there's an article I got it right here. It's on Newsweek. But, Damn, uh, yeah, Patrick. Yeah, she is blaming the black community for spreading the COVID virus. For not wanting <laughs> to like vaccine and all kinds of stuff. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This for is him lost. This is him lost to the sauce. It's. Texas <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Dana Patrick. Oh, not the NASCAR driver. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like reading the article like, what are you talking like, no. about, bro? I said, no, we, we didn't lose Danica Pat. I don't believe that. I was like, that's, that's some dumb shit for her that. to say. Yeah. Her sponsors. No, te- I heard about this. This was on Fox News. Okay. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dana Patrick and someone else. We're on Laura Ingram, and uh, because Texas Texas is doing hella bad with COVID. <laughs> but wait a minute! Didn't their governor say, "Don't wear a mask, don't get vaccinated"? Yeah, he's he's, not he's coming up next. He's coming up next. Okay, he's coming yeah. up next. Got it, got it, got it. But yeah, um, that's so fucking. Damn, Jesus. that was great. That was that was phenomenal. I was like, damn! I was like, no way! <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. Like that is amazing. that is the dumbest. Yeah, like, she is I'm, fucking up. I'm like, I haven't heard from her in years, and yeah. you come back with this. Well, type she just of came shit? out of left field with this. Woo. <laughs> okay. 
It's all right. All right well, Dana Please. Patrick, we on your ass. All right. Danica, you're safe. We're about to for see, now. We're about to see the start some internet rumors and shit. Like, we we're accidentally going to cancel God someone. Damn. Caesar's out here just throwing strays. Like, oh. One letter off. <laughs> well, a whole, car- a whole career way, off. That was way more than one letter he said off. Dana, and he said NASCAR driver. I said, wait, uh, wait a minute. No. Does she? Yeah. I, I, all right. But, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, our fuckboy of the week is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who refuses uh, to wear a mask, refuses to let schools make a mask mandate, is vaccinated, caught COVID, and then immediately got, not only did he get this ex- super uh, expensive experimental, or not exper- the super expensive treatment that's like limited to... To people who were like dying from it, yeah. just to be safe. He also got his booster shot. <laughs> so that is our fuckboy of the week. The state hit like he's trying to make. What did he? I forgot what he did. To uh, he, oh, he was gonna try and withhold the paychecks or the the from oh, like school districts no. who yeah, enforced the mask so mandate. Wow. Get him paid. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So he's our fuckboy of the week. No, just like people are like, oh, Trump, and he's the first one who got the vaccination. These are our yeah. leaders, guys. <laughs> we need to do better. God. Well, before we go, one last question for you guys. What do you want the people to know about your collective power couple brands? Steeza International is going to be the next big thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, but my new, like... Can I shout out my Follow stuff? Shameless plug. Follow your heart. <laughs> yeah, do it. You go first. Go. No, no. Be shameful. Okay. So Steeza is my newest brand. Um, and I don't know if I explained what Steeza was, but essentially it's a brand that kind of highlights women, particularly women of color. Um, so I kind of want to highlight uh, the different ethnicities and always highlight them in like represent them as well. So through models but that's my latest adventure amongst the plants are all right. If you want a planner, hit me up. <laughs> if you want some photos or need a place to take photos, also hit me up at Masterpiece Studio. <laughs> <laughs> that beautiful studio space. If you need a shirt, hit up my husband. <laughs> <laughs> if you need some art direction, if you need Creativity. anything, you know, yeah. holler at me. Uh, my rates are Googleable. Um, <laughs> just check salary.com. <laughs> whatever they're paying the top, whatever that's what I that's what I need. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really have anything to promote, uh, only because I don't want to give much away. Um, you know, I'm I like to be secretive with some things. Um, but we have a lot of things. A lot of things in store. Uh, like I said, be consistent. We we never stop working. We're always we're always up in the mix with some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so where can they follow you? Where's the best place to follow you? Ooh. <laughs> Instagram? <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. So Instagram. We got neonbabylon.rno. We have Masterpiece Studio. We have Steza International. The plants are all right. Uh, yeah. That's might, it. We might need to consult some of that. <laughs> or hire, or hire an assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- yeah, Masterpiece Studio. Get you an yeah. intern. I know. Oh, we actually have. Yeah, shout out to Cass. Yeah, Cass. 
so she helps us out at the studio now thank goodness oh my gosh it's such a relief to have help but i think we will need to start looking into mm. hiring somebody for our social media an no, assistant is like i ain't posting nothting yeah like that. <laughs> yeah. that's what I we're looking for damn thing an assistant well thank you guys for coming on and joining us for the the first episode of season four of up in the mix Thank you guys. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah. We've Support been... black teachers. <laughs> Hire yeah, more black you can, teachers. You can Venmo me <laughs> at Sean. S H A U G H N underscore. Underscore. Send me it is whatever money you can spare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> help support the youth. You wanna support support yeah. you you wanna support education? Yeah. Pay me more money. Yeah. And all other teachers. Yeah. But and, uh, yeah, and Della Photo is always doing collabs with Neon Babylon. So let's let's go. Oh yeah, that yeah, stuff I is really almost like sold out, stuff. man. Like, yeah. I, I I really want to shout out uh, Caesar here for, you know, us coming together and doing this because this is also some things that you don't see in the city very often. You don't really see brands and photographers collabing to make merchandise. So uh, I think the support that we've gotten so far is, is phenomenal. Um, we got a couple teas left, man. So, you know, if you want it, and like more to come, like it's gonna be like more things uh, on the way. Yeah, more flamboyant stuff is gonna be dope. There you excited. go. There you go. All right, uh, one local event next Saturday, August whatever that is, twenty <laughs> eighth. Um, August twenty eighth. Uh, Black Wall Street is celebrating its one year anniversary. There's gonna be. Thermite's playing some music. I will be there with Spoken Views, doing some spoken word poetry. There will be some vendors and a bunch of people having a good time and helping celebrate all the good that uh, Black Wall Street's doing in the, in the community. Where so is this at? Is it at their headquarters? Or? Uh, I'm not sure if it's there or at the Holland Project, actually. Oh, nice. actually. But it will either be at one of those locations <laughs> off Wells. Somewhere off of Wells. So yeah. either uh, check out Black yeah. Wall Street Reno on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Or check out the Holland Project's calendar to find out more. Nice. But until next time, uh, make sure you like us on whatever social media. Give us a follow. Subscribe. And stay hydrated and stay out of the smoke. Yeah, this is the Love Photo. He never gets facts right, apparently. And, uh... <laughs> I mean, just this one episode. We lost the song. <laughs> and, uh, just respect each other. And that's it. So, peace. Peace.